Also, we've been rolling for 30 minutes. Oh, very good. Oh, actually? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they got our whole kitchen conversation? I think it's going to be fun to edit. Was it for the whole tour? Yeah. Oh my god, maybe they got some of our jokes downstairs. I think we laughed pretty hard one time. I'm going to forget to give you these later, so. Ugh. Thank you. What is this? Just a Christmas card. Oh, thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Okay. This is my Christmas card. Oh, Santa. Do you want to do a sink? Sure. A traditional in-person sink? That was almost. Almost. It could have been worse. Are you looking up our podcast? No. It just happens to be there because I was checking stuff from yesterday. No, I'm looking something else up. The intro? I think so. <laughs> He's laughing. That means I'm right. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid. You don't have to be afraid. <laughs> There's nothing to be afraid of. That just makes me more afraid. <laughs> oh, guys, look. I have the Edison bulbs there, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Forgot to point that out. Okay. Are they in there, too? No, no. Just the exposed ones. Oh, yeah, that'd be they're all LED, though, because it's like one-sixth the cost, so I don't know why you would not, and they're like better for life, so. Okay. You typed it and printed it? Yeah, because I had like other notes on here, and I needed to use... These are notes. This is just my... Yeah, no, I know, but, I know. <laughs> I was expecting... <laughs> like a whole... lot of... Potatoes. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> it's not even like a quarter of the folded part. <laughs> Me to see this paper. No, you can't know what's happening. <laughs> That's why okay. I'm scared. Okay, wait, wait. What is the feature length podcast? Anyone? Uh, the feature length podcast is a show where three idiots talk about film and entertainment. Good answer. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> hey, are you talking to us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the voices in my head. <laughs> like, I truly, I truly don't know. It felt like a fever dream. I swear to God, I It sounds so stupid hearing that. <laughs> if you're listening to this, this is a podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies and TV for a feature length of time. As far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a podcaster. I know I'd go from rags to To me, being a podcaster was better than being president of the United States. Even before I first picked up a mic and downloaded Audacity, I knew I wanted to be one of them. To me, it meant being somebody in a neighborhood full of nobodies. They weren't like anybody else. I mean, I did whatever they wanted. They did four-hour podcasts on the dark night, and nobody cared. When they talked shit about Mother, nobody got upset. We call ourselves the feature-length podcast. You know, like you'd say to a guy, you're gonna like this podcast. They're a feature-length podcast. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the feature-length podcast, a podcast where three friends sit around and talk about movies. And today, um, we're back to do everyone's fan-favorite series on this podcast, which is our selection series, where each host picks a movie they consider to be one of their favorite movies of all time, and they talk about it because they're an expert on it, and we all talk about it together. Um, I am joined, as always, by Dan. Hello. And Carolina. Hi. Is this not our only series? 
No, no. the selection series. It's a sub-series. It's sub-series. Yeah, it's... but we don't have any other sub-series, no? Oh, I see what you mean. I like, guess we I mean, have It's our... a fan-favorite series, the but it's series... like the only one. There's we... like the series of like everything. And this is like... <laughs> this is <laughs> not everything. Yeah. And then also, I would say our double... Do people like this more than the actual podcast? Like Probably. the regular podcast? That's, that made me laugh a little because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's fun. Oh, me okay. too. To, to no, me it. too. Um... Yeah, and you know we have our our, our uh, double feature series. Oh we, yeah, I guess we, have we should our, make a playlist for that. Actually, we probably should have a playlist for that. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. I guess you could consider our DCU ones. Oh god, <laughs> that was a series. Yeah, that felt like a series. <laughs> if you guys couldn't guess from that impeccably written intro, mm. uh, today we're talking about the classic Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas. Often considered to be one of the best uh, mafia mob movies of all time. Uh, and my pick, hi, I'm Marco, if I didn't introduce myself, my pick uh, for the selection series as one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know, to be honest with you, why I didn't pick this one for the first one. I think I was just like going along with the meme of like Aaron Sorkin, so I picked The Social Network. Not that I don't love that movie, but yeah, this movie like... It's one, it's one of my face. Uh, and I can't wait. Not, neither of you guys have seen this before. Nope. Which is going to be very interesting to talk about. That's the theme of this round. Yes. Uh, we all haven't seen each other's movies before. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of wild because they're all like famous. I mean, mine's new. So but mine's less wild. Yours is new, but I also, I heard about it. Like everyone yeah. was talking about it. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's good. I yeah. mean, we'll get there. We'll but. get there in two episodes. <laughs> but it was, a, it was an instant classic. But yeah, we're, we're talking about Goodfellas starring Ray Liotta... Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, fucking my guy. Chewing um, the scenery. And then also like <laughs> half the cast of The Sopranos is also in this movie, oh. which we'll talk about later. I want to talk about some of The Sopranos references. There's some fun stuff. Um, you would know better than, than anyone. Of course. Before we start though. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Should we like announce the current situation? Sure. If you couldn't tell. We're in the same room? Woo! Yeah, Woo! yeah we're all in the same room. The room is different. It is. Sure. This is our first time recording here. Might yes. be a little echoey. It's a fresh home. Yes. <laughs> I tried to wait to start recording here until I had furniture. Yes. So at least it would absorb some of the sound. Yeah. I yeah. think hopefully it'll be okay. We'll find out when I go back to edit this. <laughs> if um, not, enjoy the echoes. If not, enjoy the echoes. <laughs> the walls are very flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we're here talking about Goodfellas today. Having mm-hmm. a great old time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite. Guys, yeah. I'm going to turn it over to you. I would like to hear your initial thoughts on Goodfellas. Okay. I think Dan should go first. I nominate Dan. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. Should we also say Dan is currently running on zero hours of sleep and just saw Goodfellas like yeah. two <laughs> hours ago? <laughs> it was more than two hours ago. It was about like six hours ago. Okay. But nice, nice. still, I haven't slept since, so it's still fresh in my brain. I'm Impacted so you concerned. that much? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Goodfellas. I can't believe I've never seen this before, because, like, this is a movie that I've seen short snippets of on TV. Yeah. Like, just in passing or whatever, but never actually sat down and watched it. Um, I really liked it a lot, of course. I mean, like, I'm not breaking new ground by saying that. It's obviously a classic. It has been a classic. Um, I do have one question, though, Mm. especially, like, for you in particular, Mm -hmm. because you're the expert on this one. Hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, obviously, we laugh at the Italianisms now. <laughs> of course, yeah. But do you think at the time, like, was this movie intentionally satirical? Yes. We'll talk about it. But yeah, I, I fully believe. And I think that's 
just heightened my appreciation for it more, which we'll get into. I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts first, and then I'll talk about my experience watching it. But to quickly answer, I do think this movie is intentionally satirical in its depiction of Ita- Italian-Americanisms, because, my God, it's there's a lot, but I think it serves a purpose, a greater purpose. Oh, for sure. It and adds I, so much to the movie. Yeah, and I, you know, we'll talk about that. Um, and I will say, anyone out there that hasn't seen this movie or maybe has only seen it once or whatever, like, definitely for me there was a process of needing to, like, watch this movie multiple, multiple times before, like, fully wrapping my head around it. Um, yeah, but uh, continue. Yeah, uh, I mean, so like I said, that I'm also, like, I'm half Italian, so that really resonated. Yes. I, it's it's not so much a mafia thing as just an Italian thing. Yes, I know. Um, I'm very familiar with like that world. Oh, uh, oh, hey, oh! <laughs> in the first five minutes, someone was like, "Come on, come on!" <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll I'll leave it there for now and pass it off. But it was like obviously a really fun. I, it's weird to call it fun because it's like very uh, sad and fucked up. It's very fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I just had a lot of fun sort of laughing along with the Italianisms and yeah. also it was just a very interesting story and well acted, of course. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Carolina. Yeah. Um, so this movie is very long. Sure. I would argue too long. Sure. Um, if it was shorter, I probably would have liked it more. I feel bad because I think this happens a lot with me. It's always you guys want to talk about really good movies and then I watch them once because like I'm a busy woman Mm. and then I don't like them. Um, But I think on repeat watches, I like it more. This was like, you know, I love the cast. Good film. But I just feel like and I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen this before. I haven't even seen a single scene. I've just heard of it and people have been telling me to watch it forever. Um, But it's just like it's a it's a mob movie. And, like, I've seen Scorsese films, you know, The Irishman. Interestingly enough, De Niro in this, once again, is The Irishman, so mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like that one. Yeah, I don't like that one either. And like, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I just... It was... The performances were great, and I watched it, and there were parts that I was more enjoying than others, and I liked, you know, the stereotypical everyone has a crazy nickname... Mm-hmm everyone's like family you know but I just I don't know if I've seen too many mob movies or something but it was just like yeah there's always one guy who kind of goes off the rails and starts shooting people for no reason and then they got to take care of him and there's like I don't know I just it was fine it was just long and I was like I've seen all this before there's always like a wife who gets involved like it's just it was all the same beats of all the mob movies before and with the same cast because De Niro is like in all of them and like Pesci's in all of them correct and correct that is true it's just like it felt like a movie I'd seen before despite having not seen it and so just the whole time I was kind of like yeah this is a mob movie that I'm watching and it's fine and then it was over so sorry Marco it's fine you're allowed to your own opinion um let me jump in and say a few things first of all you are correct this definitely does have so long elements of it that are just like other mom movies and very long and i want to talk about the structure a little bit particularly i would say the last like 20 minutes to half hour and with the the coke fuel day that henry (laughs) hill goes on and like the choice to have that in the movie because 
it doesn't it's weird because that whole thing is like a denouement like the climax of the movie happens the yeah. scene before when tommy gets whacked that's the climax yeah. of the movie as far as i'm concerned from a narrative perspective and then everything that happens afterwards is just like a falling action but and by the way like when this movie first came out that was a common complaint was like what the fuck was that last 30 minutes um i can see that that was also like it was the most disjointed part but that was my favorite part of the movie yeah, isolated I, wise i learned just to love it it was exciting um so i want to touch on what you said about the like feeling like a lot of other mob movies because you are correct that being said Outside of, like, The Godfather, which came out in the 70s, this kind of, like, revitalized the modern mafia movie, because this came out in, like, the early 90s, and so a lot of the stuff you're referencing that it feels like, like, this started, and then all those other movies came yes, out, yeah. which, like, obviously, I mean, if you just didn't see it in that order, you didn't see it in that order, yeah, I totally I, I get rec- it. I recognize yeah, that's yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. like, not its fault. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's just, it's more of a case of that. And yeah. then, but the other thing I want to say that I think I, I told you guys in the group chat as well is, you know, the first time I had watched this, I had gone on a binge of, like, okay, I need to start watching, like, good movies and not just superhero movies if I'm going (laughs) to be a movie fan. And this is, like, maybe middle of high school. And this was one of the movies I watched. And I was like, yeah, good movie. Like, good mafia movie. And then I didn't watch it for, like, two years. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, yeah, pretty good. And then, like, a year later, I watched it again. And then, like, eight months later, I watched it. And then six. And now it's gone to the point where this is, like, the third time I've watched it in the last two months. Oh wow. Oh. And like I showed it to my sister and like a week later my sister was like you want to just watch it again and I was like yeah let's just watch it again. Um and I think obviously a, a part of that is the italianisms which are just very fun. Yeah. And also for the record I'm 0% Italian. Sure. And I totally get like there are such minuscule details in this. It's not I'm even like, like lines. No, it's just the, it's just like the, the energy of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like this is so fucking italian. Like when they go to Joe Pesci's mom's house at like 3 a.m. Yeah. and she just makes them a pasta course. That was funny. When and I was like, in the middle of like burying a dead body. They're covered yeah. in blood and she's like, you need dinner, sit down. <laughs> They're like, what happened? He's like, I hit a deer, mom. But then he, he like takes the knife off the table. Yeah. like, Ma, I gotta take this. I need it for something. I'll give it back. No, and she's like, what? he's like, I gotta, I gotta cut up the deer. And she's like, why? And he's like, it's a sin, mom. You can't just leave the deer like that. Oh my God, it's so good. But... Um, putting all that aside, I think the reason I keep coming back to this movie and why it gets better for me kind of on repeat viewings is that it does all the things that the other ones do, but I think it does it more purposefully instead of like accidentally. So like the Italianisms, I don't think just exist in this because it's a mafia movie and there should be Italianisms. Yeah. I think they're very <laughs> deliberate. I think um, the violence and like the places they choose to use violence is very deliberate as opposed to ah we should just have a scene now that's like fun violence and i will say you know what i mean like oh and someone's gonna get killed or whatever it's very very deliberate i think this is my favorite all my favorite performances from like pretty much all these actors i think everyone is fucking incredible in this like obviously joe pesci is just on another level as tommy this is like the this is his like jack black and school frog like this is his like (laughs) born to play this role he's he's insane um but i think ray liotta is awesome as henry hill robert de niro is really good as the irish guy jimmy all the bit players are just so good i like frenchy the the security guard guy 
who like you probably like don't even pay attention to but when when they're talking about like the heist at the beginning of the movie and he's like jimmy's like yeah i don't know like what's the security like there and he's like the security it's a joke it's me, it's, me. Yeah. it's a joke what are, you, what are you talking about like just the way he delivers that he's like it's a joke like it's so funny to me um and yeah. what's the what's the top guy's name Polly. Polly. ah oh. yeah paul servino yeah so good. Is he from The Sopranos? He's not, um, but there are some guys in that crew that are in The Sopranos. But they don't really have talking parts in this movie. Oh, okay. Um, but they're they're in The Sopranos. But yeah, I mean, I think... And here's the other interesting thing that happened to me recently was... For a long time, I had always thought... It's going to double features. This and Wolf of Wall Street would make a great double feature. Interesting. Because they're both very heavy narration. They're both very oh, heavy... Yeah. Up and coming guy gets his start, becomes a complete psychopath, addicted to drugs, and then loses everything. Um, so there, I always thought like this would be a really great double feature. And the most recent time I had watched it, besides for this podcast, which was last night, um, I tried to do a double feature, and I got like five minutes into Wolf of Wall Street and just had to stop watching. And it was like it's one of those things where I think in the middle of watching it, you're like, oh yeah, this reminds me of X, Y, and Z. But if you actually go and watch them. This is on such another level. Like, Wolf of Wall Street genuinely seemed bad Whoa. when I was watching it. I was like, oh, this doesn't... It's, like, bad compared to this. Like, the energy in this, the the way... Yeah, the performances, the structure, the way Scorsese goes about directing, the use of the camera. Like, I don't know how much you guys paid attention to it, but the camera in this movie is fucking crazy. Well, there was that one shot of them walking into the restaurant. The Copacabana? a long take. That, obviously, is wild, because it starts outside... They go through the kitchen, whatever, whatever. Oh my god, yeah. Into the room, onto the table, and the stand-up comedian starts performing, and it's still all one take. Yeah. And no yeah. hidden cuts. Like, fun fact. Yeah. That's not like a quote-unquote one take that had hidden cuts somewhere. Like, they legitimately did that, and everyone had to hit their cues at the right time. Yeah. Oh and, like, my god. With all those people. That crazy. The kitchen would have been so stressful. It was. It was. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. Um, but even outside of that, if you guys watch it on future rewatches like there's so many uses of like zoom-ins and the camera's always moving like it's very rare that there's like a static shot in this movie um it's very like we're whipping around and we're moving and we're finding people and yeah it's just like there's so much going on here that it's like impossible even for me to like take it all in like at once to where like I think that's why I've started going back so many times to watch it. It's just that, like, you can literally focus on, like, one element of it and be like, I'm only going to watch this. I'm only going to watch how the camera moves. And you can watch the entire movie and be like, holy shit, like, this is insane. Or I'm only going to watch this person's performance or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, I love it. It makes me it makes me happy. It's my happy place. It's my comfort movie now. <laughs> and also, um, I will say... It's a very bloody comfort movie. <laughs> it is a very bloody comfort movie. But I think, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, what Dan was asking about like the Italianisms and like the satirical, oh. the comedy aspects. Yeah, I think what has really started to stand out to me now watching it is how like it's, it's supposed to be ridiculous and like it's supposed to be, because I think like that's the point of it is like that these guys think they are like these gods that are so like impenetrable or whatever and it's supposed to be like this fun ridiculous thing and i think it's also supposed to make you as a viewer like feel complicit in like enjoying it 
because like, they do such a like meticulous job of having like a funny scene that you're enjoying and immediately follow it up with like something fucked up and horrific and it makes you feel bad and I think you're supposed to feel that way and I, that's like the point of the movie is to like set you up to be like oh yeah like I get this this reminds me of whatever and then immediately have something horrific um, so I do think it's all very very intentional in its placement in this movie for sure that definitely makes a lot of sense and I feel like that goes right along with like trying like making making sure like these are not at all hero characters no Mm-mm. no um quite the opposite actually i think my one i guess complaint not really a complaint but like i do wish um henry had a like a worse ending for how much of a piece of shit he was yeah he got off too easy i think yeah witness but it was based on true yeah. story so that is the other crazy thing is that this is based yeah. on a true story um ex- <laughs> i mean i'm sure obviously there's heightened exaggerated parts in this but plot wise it's based on a true story but this is something that i've been thinking a lot about that i really appreciate now is if you go back to like his opening monologue and his last monologue and what i was parodying in the intro (laughs) of like as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be a gangster and him talking about like how much it meant to him and even throughout the movie he talks about like like there's one scene in particular where he's like why the fuck would i go to a nine-to-five job and be shit on by society he's like why would you put yourself through that whatever when you get to the end it's it's like okay externally yeah like he should have a way worse life for all the heinous stuff that he's done but like to him internally like this is his own personal hell yeah yeah it's like suburbia and I, I appreciate obviously in terms of like he's a real person like okay he should not just be chilling in the witness protective protection program like he's a terrible human being but in terms of like the narrative and the story, I love that because it's like everything they set up as like he's stuck as a schnook, just like <laughs> living his life. He can't. He has to be now the nine to five person. He can't take whatever he wants. Like his all his hopes and dreams in life have collapsed on him. And then also, I think the last shot of him getting the thing and Tommy like shooting him from the grave, essentially. Which we can talk about that last shot because it's been debated, but I think it's like pretty clear what it means for a couple of reasons. But um, like he does the thing that Robert De Niro says to never do at the beginning when he gets pinched the first time, and he's like, yeah. "Never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut." So like he literally. I did love that scene when he was pinched the first time. It's so and good. Everyone's waiting at the courthouse. I that fucking love nice. when they walk outside and Polly's like, "Oh, you <laughs> broke the cherry," and they're all like, "Hey, yay!" It's it's really good, but it's like. Yeah, like, it, it is, it, to him, internally, like, he did everything wrong. Like, in that moment, he's living with the guilt of, like, I fucked up this entire lifestyle. Like, I, it's almost like he would rather be dead, or he would rather be in jail. Yeah. Than to have to live Well, this. jail for them is amazing. Yes. They have, like, a whole fucking <laughs> Which is house. also... Oh, that was so good. That <laughs> was great. so good. Where they're, like, making it was a sauce. Vacation, yeah. <laughs> cooking steaks. I love it. And I love the detail of like them just talking about them cooking and he's like yeah he used, he used a razor blade to slice the garlic it's a very yeah. good system it's like <laughs> pulling out breads from Literally. like a bag and then his wife comes to visit him and she <laughs> she pulls the salami out of her coat at one point yeah. and she's just, like let your whore snuggle this in for you that yeah. made me laugh uh, the, i felt so bad for her oh i know we should talk about uh karen karen we oh should talk God. about karen um okay let me start here what did you guys think of her performance in this? I thought it was really good. 
Yeah, I thought it was it was true to life, like how you'd act in this. Although she cried a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like her, like I can't blame her though. No, no, yeah, very correct. much. I understand, but it was almost like the way she was introduced, like on the double date, and then she went to find him and yell at him when he stood her up that one time, and then to see her like years into the marriage, post kids, post cheating, like I understand, like she was driven to madness but it was just a total 180 like she was just hysterical all the time i felt so bad mm-hmm. i mean i probably would be too after so many years of that and like just constant gaslighting and yeah. worrying about your life and his life and your kids lives and like yeah you're rich but also like any of you could die at any moment absolutely also, just physical abuse well yes, well yeah, yeah that too yeah i do um this movie spans a lot of time, mm-hmm. which I don't is is again like one of those things that can be a little weird to take in because you're sort of like, oh shit, like yeah, like a lot of time has passed. At the beginning of the movie, they're supposed to be like 24 years old or something. Yeah. Which I mean, nobody. Joe Pesci is not 24 no, years old at the start of this movie. I know. But yeah, it's, it's supposed to be oh, also um, in yeah. the in the 50s era sequence when De Niro. De Niro is supposed to be like 20 or 30. <laughs> yeah, no. He looks the exact same exact. when they flash forward. They I'm don't like, even change. Okay. They don't even change it. But you know what? I prefer that. It's than funny to the Irishman. Yeah. When they digitally de-age him, but he's oh. hobbling around like an old man trying to fight. And I'm Isn't like, he like 80? Or 70? Like, I think he's really old. And Joe Pesci's like 80, I yeah. think, now. Yeah, he's pretty old, too. Um, yeah, you know, Karen... Uh, Karen, why would you do that? <laughs> um, Is that a quote from something? Yeah, from this. <laughs> At the end, oh. when after she like she dumped the coke in the, you, oh, you should know. Oh, okay, yeah. My sister and I only speak to each other in quotes from this movie. <laughs> we exclusively communicate that way, and so after she dumps the coke out, also oh, there was nothing else for her to do. That he no, made I know. Me so mad, but that's why I mean it's I know so he funny. was insane when he came yeah. back, but it was so frustrating. Why would you do that? They were gonna find it. They would have never found it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so heightened. But her performance, I think the first few times I watched it. I guess the best frame of reference I could put it would be like it's very much like Shelley Duvall in The Shining for yeah. me. Where I also thought that I was sort of like I don't know if I like this or not, but the more I've watched it, I'm like I love her performance in it. Mm-hmm. Like she's really really good, and I think also does a good job of again we're talking about like the heightened reality of yeah. all, of all of this and like the ridiculousness of it. Um, she really brings that out, and then the thing that really really like. I just love her is she's in the Sopranos. Mm. She plays Dr. Okay. Melfi, who is the Tony's a doctor. She's Tony's therapist. She's Tony's psychiatrist. Oh shit. And there's a really cool story behind that, which is basically the creator of the Sopranos, and I guess well, we'll talk about the Sopranos a little bit now. Might as well. It came up naturally. <laughs> so the Sopranos came out in like the late nineties. <laughs> this is the early nineties. But I guess the premise for it was that he had seen this movie and he was like, I want to do a show that's like all the the small scale stuff that's just all the like fucking around in between moments and not like the the big grand like fbi is gonna take everyone to jail whatever it's more just like this really small scale mafia stuff the backroom card table yeah the backroom card table type of stuff which i'll come back to that in a sec (laughs) um and as one of the premises of the show is that the the main boss tony soprano uh, has not like, Tony Stacks. No, not Tony Stacks. Tony. <laughs> oh, but surprise Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, surprise yeah. Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. Oh my God, I, I always forget he's in this. But yeah, 
But it wasn't even like a cameo. Like this must have been before. No, because this is before Jurassic Park even. Like he was. I don't think he was famous. And late. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So like that was like when he died, they didn't even show his face. Like, no, he was just kind of a nobody back then. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty weird to That's think crazy. about. Um, but so Tony suffers from anxiety attacks. That's how the the pilot of the show starts from like the pressure of being the new boss. So he goes to start seeing a therapist who's this Italian American woman named Dr. Melfi, who's played by. Karen. I forget the actress's name now. I'm blanking on her, unfortunately. I know her name. Um, but the funny story <laughs> behind that is that the creator of The Sopranos had approached her to play Carmela Soprano, who's Tony's wife. He was like, oh, why don't you come play Tony's wife? And she was like, absolutely not. And he was like, why? And she was like, because I already did that. She's like, I, I could play that part in my sleep. Like, I, I literally, like, originated that role. Like, why would I come just be another wife? And he was like, okay, well, we want you involved. So who would you want to be? Like, you've read the pilot. Who would you want to be? And she said, I want to be the doctor. And he was like, why? And she said, and I thought this was, like, just really cool of her. She was like, because I can't remember the last time I saw, like, an educated Italian-American woman on TV. She's like, I've only ever seen Italian-American woman as, like, either, like, the, like, beautiful temptress or, like, a mafia husband's, like, battered wife. Yeah. And he's like, I've literally never seen. And David Chase was like, he's the creator. He was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You can play that part. And so she's the... And that... And I think seeing her in that and seeing, like, how her performance is totally different, I was like, oh, okay. Like, your Goodfellas performance is very intentional. And I, I respect the hell out of it. I think she's she's really good. That's really cool about... Like, I mean, that's a really good point she made about how every New York-esque Italian woman is like... Yeah. It's like just the the gangster's wife role or like you said just like a a hot woman seductress yeah and both were in this film and both are in this movie <laughs> it yeah. was so depressing when like she first got together with all the wives i know and like she's just like yep yeah, they all wore bad makeup and they all didn't trust anyone and they just shit talked each other and yeah it was so sad but also very real yeah very yeah. real oh, to yeah. like that like italian american sometimes like culture and like i've seen it firsthand of like you know people that come from that part of the world like that's sometimes what they can be like it's just it's it's sad it is what it is and that's also part of why i think i bought into her kind of losing her mind by the end of the movie is that she does start off as this more just like normal jewish woman yeah and just like snaps and i i respect the hell out of that as like yeah i would too i definitely would i didn't find that far-fetched at all me either i was like i totally get that i speaking of her snapping i love i love the scene where he wakes up and she's like on top of him with the guy she's straddling oh and that's the uh when we're talking about hill house that was the reference there's a shot like that in hill house with the screwdriver Mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah 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 and i and i remember you talked about that and then it clicked when that scene came on I forget I talked I forgot I talked about that. So I'm glad you guys remember. I know for- I, I forgot he talked about it. I remembered the scene cuz I love Hill House, but yeah. uh, I forgot he'd mentioned it. Yeah, it was weird cuz I was like a shot in Hill House that's a reference to Goodfellas, like that yeah. seems out of left field. I think it just goes it to sense. show like how, how influential it is. Yeah. Was. Like even if you, you know, everyone just kind of respects this as like Yeah. You did some cool stuff. <laughs> R- Riverdale did a Goodfellas yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So Big Mouth did a Goodfellas episode. Really? I don't know if you guys have you guys watched Big Mouth. No. no. You should. But the- I tried to watch one episode, um, but I wasn't into it. But I was also high. Maybe it was. 
I I think I would full recommend it. But they do a lot of movie references in it. Nice. Like it's Nick Roll and John yeah. Mulaney, oh, so no, like I know. they do a lot of movie I know. references. I know my boys. Yeah. Um. But the newest season starts <laughs> off. Maybe I can show you guys a clip on the TV after. But. <laughs> John Mulaney's character, Andrew, like, his whole shtick in the show is that he, like, he masturbates more than, like, anyone. Oh like, he's obsessed <laughs> with masturbating. And so he talks about, like, he does the Goodfellas intro, but it's about, like, masturbation. No. And it's really funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, the show ends with, like, the ending of, like, we used to call each other, like, like you'd say to this guy, he's a good fella. Like, they do that as well. <laughs> but there's also, like, an Apocalypse Now episode. Wow. It's really funny. Um, yeah. But hold on. What was the Riverdale Goodfellas episode? What was the context? Um, it was a um, flashback episode to Veronica's dad and how he got started. Because he's kind of like a mob boss type dude now. And they like parodied Goodfellas? Yeah, it was literally like, like as a child. Like the whole opening of Goodfellas, how they flashback to him as a child. Oh and God. like That's just going, like walking in and like being just their handyman and getting them drinks and delivering messages. Like, that's I how Hiram that. started out, too. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... Hiram was, Lodge? Yes, Hiram Lodge. Um, yeah, so it was, like, the whole rags to riches story um, and how he eventually, you know, became the boss. Speaking of which, rags to riches, this, the soundtrack in this is so good. What? Why? I agree, but why yeah. is that related? <laughs> the first song, the first song is called Rags to oh. Riches. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I should have made, I should have included. I thought you guys knew that was the name of the song. No. no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't but, watch the movie and then look up the soundtrack. Yeah, but like, <laughs> sorry. like in the credits, there's like five pages of songs. Like if you watch the credits, it's like, like there's a lot of There's a lot of songs. music. The movie I don't think has a score. I think it's literally all just music. Like, oh, like songs. I'm pretty sure. Like, there's quite a lot. Um, and I think, like, really good uses of all of them. Yeah. But, but I like Rags to Riches at the beginning because, again, going back to what we were talking about, it's almost like it, like, sets you up to, like, root for this guy in a way where you're like, yeah, he's just, like, an up-and-comer or whatever. And, and again, it's just the thing. up a bunch of cars. Exactly. <laughs> of, like, you're constantly, like juxtapose like his dad is like oh yeah like he got a job good for him like he was a young kid that got a job but what's his job blowing up a bunch of cars and like robbing people and whatever so it's just that constant back and forth and i think the music does a good job of like adding into that atmosphere as well and the music also changes by the decade which is fun like when you get to later in the movie they play like sunshine of your love by cream um there's that one scene with robert de niro as opposed to like the like 60s 50s music that's more towards the beginning yeah they play Layla during that montage of all the people that got killed (laughs) um like after the Lufthansa heist when Robert De Niro has like whacked everyone involved oh yeah they play Layla which is an Eric Clapton song so yeah it's like the music does change by the decade but also like fits the individual things um and I guess we should we can talk about like Scorsese's talked about how when he was writing the script like he would literally write in the, the song. songs that he wanted. It was like non-negotiable. Like this song has to be here. Well, that's the best way to use licensed music is if you know exactly where you're going to use it yes. and how. Instead it's, of just picking a random yeah. song. It's I very how much uh, that cost then if it was all just needle drops instead a lot. of the score. Yeah. I'm sure this movie was expensive <laughs> as shit. But you didn't, have, you didn't have to hire a composer. That's true. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. 
It reminds me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, like the way he uses music in this, mm. where like he wrote the script to the music, so it's like it, it's always yeah. it very fits that way. Um, but interestingly, I mean, you guys were talking about like how much it costs. I think this movie was like a little bit of a flop when it came out, in terms of like oh. making its money back, hmm. because I think a lot of people had that reaction of like, what is this ending? Like, I don't understand. Why is it so long? Yada yada, whatever. And it, it's almost like. Not like cult classic, I think is underselling it. It's not a cult movie. Everyone talks yeah. <laughs> about it now, but it was just a slow burn. Like it didn't do well in theaters, and it took time, I think, for people to come around to be like, "Wait, this movie's actually really great." Um, like the Shawshank Redemption. Like the Shawshank, sure, yeah, that's a that's a great way. Of also, I haven't seen it. that one. I haven't either. What? <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of classic movies I haven't seen. That's why when like we get to movies like this and you guys are like, you gotta watch it multiple times. And it's like, I have other two and a half yeah, hour I, long movies I, I need to watch. I get it. Like for the first time instead of this again. But interestingly, I know at the beginning I said I didn't really like it. And genuinely when I watched it the whole time, I'm like, I don't like this. Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't even like feeling great about it. But thinking about it. I love it. You know, like watching it, I was like, I wish I was doing anything else. Yeah. But now (laughs) thinking about the scenes and the story and like talking, like I loved parts of it. It just takes time to digest. Like I I get what you're saying. But I wouldn't want to watch it again. I like to think about it. I don't want to watch it again though. But I'm going to tell you something, (laughs) which is that I promise you sometime in the next three years, you'll end up watching this movie again. Like not like I'm going to make you. I just, I'm telling you there there's something about this movie. It's like a virus, okay? There's something about this movie where at it's some point, topical. it just it stays. It stays. You really in want you. to use that language, yeah. Marco? Yeah, the Goodfellas variant. But also, I love like sometime in the next three years. Like that's so specific. No, because uh, yeah, I guess it's is not, that what happened to you? It's what happened to me. It's just like I, I was just kind of like, cool. I saw it. Moving on to the rest of the movies on my list, and then one day I was just like fuck, I should probably just watch this again. I don't know why, but I kind of want to watch it again. And then I watch it again, and just, like, it grows on itself, like, exponentially. Like, I can't stop watching it. Like, Maddie came over yesterday, and I was watching it, and she was like, are you fucking watching this movie again? And I was like, I have to for the podcast. And she was like, no, you don't, Marco. She was like, you've seen it so many times. And I was like... Yeah, I bet you could have gone without, probably. Yeah, but Um, I did. (laughs) I wonder, though, like I said, I haven't seen The Irishman. And when that came out, everyone I knew who saw it was like, said basically what you said, Carol, yeah. like, it's just another, it's a Scorsese mob mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you had seen this first, mm. it probably would have made a big difference. Honestly, I didn't even finish The Irishman. I couldn't. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I think I gave up on the last like half hour. See, I just couldn't do it. Here's what's I pushed so hard. Like three hours. It's like three and a half. What? No wow. wonder. That's yeah. like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they had an intermission when I saw it. I saw it at Whiff and they had an intermission. But yeah. I will say this. I agree with you. It just sucks because the last hour of the movie is the only interesting part of the movie. But by the time you get to the last hour, you're like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I really couldn't. Um, because the last... Are you talking about the Irishman? Or... Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The, la- oh, okay. the Irishman. Because the last hour of that is when all the, ki- all the actors finally start to play their age a little bit. And so it's more about, like, an old... I got there. I got to them being old, but I was still like, I can't justify another... No, no, no. (laughs) That's what I mean, is I just wish... I almost wish we just had a whole movie of that, because you've never seen that before. Like, Pesci and De Niro being these older, like, post... Out of the lifestyle, in jail gangsters, sort of reflecting, and, like, that character stuff is really cool, because you haven't seen that. But the rest of the movie is just... 
traditional traditional and i'm kind of like i've seen the better versions of this let's see the new stuff see it's funny you bring that up because i'm talking about like the washed up gangster idea because at the beginning of the movie i thought that's where this was gonna go yeah is that as a kid um jimmy is robert de niro right yeah yeah jimmy jimmy conway yes the irish man the irish man uh like jimmy was like the one who everyone feared and he like raised uh, Henry as a gangster, and I thought it was going to go in the direction of flash forward, and he's a nobody, and he's like super dependent on Henry now. Gotcha. But uh, he just kind of stayed a traditional, fearful gangster the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Like we said, this is the movie that sort of inspired all of the the following mob movies after it. Yeah. Um, but like we said, watching it now for the first time with the knowledge of all those other yeah. mob movies, it can be a little bit like, okay, it's it's just more of a traditional mob story, but the execution, I think, is what uh, like separates it. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a very delicate execution. Like, going back to Wolf of Wall Street for a minute, I think the reason why I found, I found it so hard to watch that immediately after watching this, even though they have very similar arcs, is that Wolf of Wall Street, I think, leans a little bit too far into, isn't this fun? Like, isn't it fun? Glorifying Glorifying, it. like, how much of a piece of shit he is. That's why that one's, uh, a lot of people say that's like a red flag movie. Yeah, and I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. I can it. see that. Yeah, like I can Joker. see it too. Like Joker. Yeah. Um, Joker, sorry. There's no the. Yeah. No, just, <laughs> drop the the. Just Joker. It's cleaner. <laughs> Um, Wait, what's that from? Social Network. Oh, yeah. Did you actually forget? Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it since we did the episode. Yeah, he's not me. Actually, to be fair, I haven't watched it since then either. It's probably the longest I've ever gone. Yeah, but you've seen it so many times. The longest I've ever gone. It's been like... Six months. Yeah. Um, I'm like, guys, we just watched Social Network. So, yeah. But I think think that's the thing that this one does in this execution that's so, like, delicate but genius is that they always keep the running thing going through of like just when you think you're about like having fun with them they're like don't forget this is really shit they're pieces of shit yeah. they're really pieces of shit and I think good or not I think uh, Wolf like lacks that <laughs> slightly just slightly where it's like it's too far in, into yeah. the like glorifying and that's why there's so many like shitty white boys that it's like their favorite movie and they're like oh my god I would love to go trade stocks and I'm yeah. like no you wouldn't you just want to have sex with Margot Robbie okay like fucking pull yourself together but yeah I mean who wouldn't who wouldn't who wouldn't? <laughs> That's a Spider-Man quote. <laughs> Which from what movie? You mean, Spider-Man you mean who wouldn't is a Spider-Man when he, quote? When he's talking to Harry in multiple Okay, wait, 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 wait. When he's talking to Harry at the <laughs> science exhibit and he's like, this is the largest electron microscope on the mm. eastern seaboard. And Harry's like, Peter, what makes you think I would want to know that? And then Peter goes, who wouldn't? Even I don't remember that. Peter, what makes you think I would want to know that? Who wouldn't? Like, I remember it now that you said it. <laughs> yeah, but, I, like, you wouldn't think to call back to no. it. No. That's just how my brain works. two words, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I don't... I don't think... I don't except, think... <laughs> except in the, con- in the context of Spider-Man movies, of the Tobey <laughs> Spider-Man movies. That's how I perceive the world around me. That's I sad. mean, there are yeah, lots of great. obscure quotes from there, though. It's, it is, like, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shit oh like boy, that. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Anyway. Trying to do better. 
Okay, so let's stop talking about having sex with Margot Robbie. And let's just uh, maybe get back to talking about the movie, if you guys don't mind. Oh, I know I it's guess. a very interesting topic, but we, we should probably leave that alone. Um, she was like... We should probably... She was our age now when she filmed Wolf of Wall Street. Really? Yeah, she was like 24. And that was 2014? 2012. That was in 2012. Wait, 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 I'm wrong. 2014. You're right, you're right. You're totally right. Split the difference, 2013. Yeah. So eight years ago? Yeah. But uh, it's pretty crazy to think about. She looked young. I believe it. Yeah, no, she looked young. <laughs> but like, how old was Leonardo DiCaprio? Wow. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, he likes younger women. He it's does. Fine. He does. In real life. I mean, yeah. it's not fine, but whatever. <laughs> it is. Well, we're not talking about that. That's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Remember that Taylor We're still talking about having sex with... <laughs> yeah. we're, we're still talking about having sex with Margot Robbie. Okay. Probably... Ch- change the topic. Okay. Joe Pesci. Okay. I was sex with Joe Pesci. I'm, uh, ooh, no thank you. Sex is out of my mind now. That okay. worked. Uh, Joe Pesci is my favorite part of this movie, hands down. Oh, yeah. Sure. He is on another level in this movie. His He's, performance. Yeah. Yeah. He fun. won the Oscar, right, for this? Yes, for Best okay. Supporting. Oh, he did. Well deserved, I yeah, think. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I did pull, obviously, a lot of quotes and stuff that we'll talk nice. about later. Um, I do want to say, well, we're just talking about Joe Pesci, the person, okay? He has a very private life. Dan, you alluded to this off mic. Technically on mic, but it's not going to be in the episode. (laughs) That he doesn't um, really do stuff anymore. He's kind of retired from acting. Did you guys know that Joe Pesci, everyone's favorite, made a rap album? I did know that. Wait, what? Not just a rap album. He was in music before he did movies. Yes. Wait, Kate, yeah, sure. He was in music, but rap? Yes. And... (laughs) The, there's music, a music whatever but rap uh, and this is sort of a foreshadow to our next episode but it's related to my cousin Vinny how he plays the character Vinny like he reprises Rapping? the character I've never listened to it for the record but yeah. apparently yes. he raps as Vinny yeah so as the character from the movie I could see that character having I mean a the character album. the character from the movie is just him basically but like oh I love specifically. him in that movie I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, and we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah, had a rap career. Uh, my sister has listened, listened to the song and very much enjoys it. Wait, it's, just it's a an song? album. It's a whole album. Yeah, but there's like there's one song in particular where there's a lyric, "Pick up the stacks, treat all the broads like trash." That <gasps> my sister and I just quote all the time because it's just like the most pathetic. Like, oh my god, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, so yeah. He's just he's also a, broads. What an Italian line! To that's rap. why I love. Yeah. I love just the use of the word broads in this movie too. It's so good. That Jew broad. I love when he's like, "Oh my god, dude." Okay, so just talking about Joe Pesci, we have to talk about. Uh, there's so many that could be my favorite scene, but when he's trying to convince Henry to go oh on the double god. date with him, and he's like, "She won't go out with Italians or she's alone." Prejudiced. She's prejudiced. <laughs> He's like, yeah. can you believe that? In this day and age, a woman, a Jew broad prejudiced against Italians? <laughs> Fucking hysterical to me. Yeah. I love it. Also, just the <laughs> double date. Or not the double date, but the one where Henry stands her up. And he's like, I'm so sorry. This is so sad. But he just keeps just eating food yeah. <laughs> Doesn't care. He's like, I'm, honestly, I'm worried about him. I yeah. thought he would have gone. <laughs> yeah. um, that's great. I love the first double date. And this is one of my favorite Italianisms when Henry's like asking for the check and Pesci goes, we just got here. What are you doing? Come yeah. on. We just, and they clearly have, have been eaten there forever. Yeah. Hours were like, they have been on a, we just got here. That's the most Italian thing. I love it. It's so good. Oh yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think of what my favorite Italianism was. I mean, like, it's so weird. Like we said before, it's not necessarily a line. There are, like, actual lines for <laughs> those examples. But it's just the way they act with each other. Like, there's this, uh, like, not obnoxious, but, like, very obvious and pathetic air of, like, fake macho-ness yes. in the groups of of them. Like... That you see when you go to like an uncle's house or something, and there, For sure. there's a poker game in the basement, and like there's cigarette smoke <laughs> in the air, and it smells like wine and yep. shame. Just shame. <laughs> and uh, it's just very. It it, it hits, home. hits home. Yeah, it hits home. I know. It it absolutely does hit home. Um, and I I appreciate I appreciate the attention to detail there. Um. And I think a lot of the cast of this movie, a lot of the extras in this movie aren't even, like, actors. They're literally just, like, <laughs> Italian-Americans that Martin Scorsese knows and, like, put in this movie. And I have to imagine Scorsese's Italian with that name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fun fact, uh, we all talked about how much we love them stopping at uh, Tommy's mom's house yeah. the yeah. night. That was one of the best scenes. She, the mother, that's Scorsese's mother. Oh. Stop. That he put in that role. She's not an actor. Oh, wow. But he just put her in that role and she's incredible yeah. she's also at their wedding earlier just yeah. talking about how tommy needs to find a nice woman <laughs> why can't you find a nice woman? i love oh my god when when he's talking with his mom at dinner and she's like why can't you settle down with a nice girl he's like mom i settle down every night and then in the morning i go out and i find another yeah. girl it's you're like, the one i want to view it also yeah. very italian very italian i love the italian relationship to food one quote i have written down and i don't even remember who said it i imagine either a wife or a mother but the, the line is just, the man hasn't been able to digest a decent meal in six weeks. Oh, that's Karen's mom? <laughs> that's so mom? specific. Okay, I love this scene when after Karen... That's Karen's mom? Yeah, after they get married. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, and he's late. Yeah, and he's late. he's and out he's, all the time. The mom's freaking yeah. out. And I love, by the way, because this is such a real thing, when like Karen is like... even an Italian. Mom, Karen to... Well, t- I mean, they're like Jewish, so yeah. they're like New York. Like yeah. stereotypical yeah, New York. Suburb, I guess still foodie. Like, it's, it's very similar cultures. Um, But he's like... Or no, Karen's like... Mom, you don't understand how I feel. And then she just goes, Dad! And then she runs out of the room. And then, yeah, the mom's like, Hey, leave your dad out of this. He hasn't been able to digest in six weeks. (laughs) It's so good. Also, I think it's the same scene when, like, Ray Liotta Henry comes home. And then, like, the mother just starts yelling at him. And he just laughs and turns around without saying anything. And then Karen yells at the mom. Yeah. Like, it's very sudden and it's, funny. It's so it's so good. Like, it, yeah. It's so real of, like, because that's, relationship. It, yeah, because that's in that point in her, like, arc. She's, like, still, like, wooed by him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of becoming an insane person. Yeah. In the process. So, that I was I mean, fun. I would agree. Or not agree. I don't know why I said agree. Argue. <laughs> I would argue. I would do the opposite uh, of agree. <laughs> Wait, I would agree not. <laughs> um, I'm also kind of uh, arguing with myself from earlier, but uh, okay. from it's the beginning. It's an inner battle. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, every day is an inner battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would, I'd say she started out a little off, unhinged, off the rails. Uh, sure. Um, because when... At one point, she's like, oh, like, the guy from across the street. Yes. I mean, like, fucked up that he, you know, tried to attack her or whatever. But uh, she, he, 
he deals with him um, and then hands her a bloody gun and is like, yeah, just go hide this. And she says that turned her on. Yeah. I yeah. think from <laughs> the true. beginning, you know, she might have been a little, yeah. a little out of it. But I do, <laughs> I think they do a good job of like buying into their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to your point, because I think they kind of show that, oh yeah, she's not quite all together there. Like there are like elements of her. And I don't know if it's supposed to be that like, she's not altogether there or if she's just like really young mm. where she's like oh it's very attractive that he just beat the shit out of someone that abused me <laughs> i love and that do you know what i mean like yeah. i think that might be the implication i don't know it's very romantic yeah it's very romantic that he's <laughs> he's that type of person and also how much of that was like it could have been maybe she was into that regardless of him but how mm-hmm. much of it was that it was him, him that yeah. she was attracted to yes. and he just did that and because she was attracted to him she was like attracted to that i think there's a key line in this that like contextualizes their relationship and it's during that scene where she's fighting with the mom and dad where the mom is like your father never did this and then she's like daddy never left the house and she's basically calling them out for being like lame she's saying like oh like you guys were always so lame and i think like that line contextualizes everything where like that first date was bad and then he stands her up and then she goes to like call him out or whatever but you can see like in that moment like there's like really dynamic energy between them and it's it's like that thing of like it's a fiery like and we all know people that are in relationships like that where it's very hot and cold but i think it's because that's so different from her parents relationship that that's what she finds attractive about it like she finds her parents lifestyle boring or whatever just a rebellious yeah she's a rebellious young person essentially also he's rich so that helps that helps oh yeah and i do appreciate (laughs) when karen is in her monologue by the way i think this is the best use of a monologue ever i was surprised she got a monologue in movies like i'm trying to think of when the monologue was what scene was it so okay so first of all first of all just the choice to spontaneously have karen start giving inner monologue yeah it's kind of about her the narration yeah Yeah, Yeah, sorry the narration not like the monologue like not sorry yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. the the choice to have her spontaneously start narrating inner monologue inner monologue that's the word that's the word (laughs) Um, that's so brilliant because you think this whole movie is going to be narrated by yeah out of nowhere she just starts talking and you're like what the fuck is happening but I love when she's saying, like, it got to the point where I was even proud that I would have a husband that would risk his neck to get a little bit of extras. And then yeah. we hard cut to their closets where it's just, like, lined with suits and lined yeah. with dresses and jewelry. And again, like, just the juxtaposition there of... Didn't they each have their own closet? Yeah, they each have their own closet. Yeah. And it's, like, how she's justifying this as, like, he's just a working class guy. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're like filthy rich and like terrible human beings. Yeah. I think it's very good. That's the whole mafia thing is like they project themselves as such blue collar. They even say <laughs> it in the movie, blue collar people. Yeah. And then they turn out to be just as corrupt as what they're like saying they're like yes. against. Yes. We're so. not so different, you and I. Yeah, lean against the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Carol's just shaking her head for all the <laughs> listeners out there. That's um, uh, that is that is part of the 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 fun of it, though. It's yeah. like, or not the fun of it. I think that's the draw of it. Is like you think that you are just a down on your luck blue collar person, and so it's okay to do these things. But then ultimately, yeah, you end up becoming as corrupt because you end up you became the very thing you swore to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute power corrupts and wait. Well, power co- power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, yeah. 
But even like, and only a Sith. I, I'm just I'm just gonna talk talk past all of this. Um, you and I are not so different. Now you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> even at the beginning, um, when we've kind of it's. Near the beginning of his adult gangster life, Marco's yeah. still laughing, um, when they're at this guy's restaurant and Tommy refuses to pay, and then like the next scene mm. is Henry convincing Polly to like go in on the restaurant because it'd be a good idea, and then essentially they just bankrupt this guy. Like, how can you justify that? That's not a blue collar working. Yeah, no, for sure. But that's yeah, that's the that's the the, the, the interesting. And that's not even call. murder. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. many levels of life destroying and for taking. Sure. For sure. Like, remember when you were in the position of that guy? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's flipped. Speaking, that's of not that, a complaint, by the way. Like, that's no, just, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, uh, like a an look observation. At, yeah. An observation, yeah. And I think this Absolutely. movie does a great job of like portraying that. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, sorry. I need to talk about the wig guy. Oh my god, Maury? <laughs> oh my god, I love Maury. Yes, that commercial was so good. It's so good. It's hilarious. <laughs> and you see him multiple times. Yeah, I know, they're wig, always wig on, out. wig out. He's just he's around. He's yeah. a he's a good friend. And I love in the scene when De Niro comes to like threaten him and the wing the wig falls off. <laughs> I I don't know if this is I always thought that was an accident. It like, looked like it. Because it looks like an accident in the way they start laughing after. I was always like, oh, I wonder if that wasn't supposed to happen, but they kept this taken. Because we'll get to it. I have some facts. There was a decent amount of improv that happened in this movie. Nice. Funny enough. But um, I don't I don't know if it was. Because I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't. But I, that always struck me as like an improv moment. You mean like the scene where he wraps the thing around yeah. his neck? Yeah. Oh. And, and the wig like pops off of his head. Yeah. I mean, it had to have been like... It's too specific. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It was good though, either way. It's it's really great. Um, yeah, Maury is. Uh, he looked familiar. He did I, not look familiar to me. I think he's like a character <laughs> actor, but I don't know. For I didn't what. have a chance to look it up, but I feel like I've seen him in something mm. before. I don't know where. Maury's one of those characters you feel bad for because the movie makes you. You're supposed to hate him because you're supposed to be like, this guy's so annoying and always asking for money. I but, love him. But realistically, <laughs> that's the thing. Realistically, he's just like asking like, for, in this, his share. for his share. Yeah. And they just kill him for it. And you're like, what the fuck? Like this guy set up the whole operation. Especially because he gave everyone else their share. Yeah. So then he's like, um, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's framed that they hate him. Yeah. But they're like the... They're the hateable characters, so everything's reversed. Yes. So that's yeah. why I think we like Maury so much. Exactly. As but a it's, person but it's also to... tough because even like all of the relationships switch from love to hate so quickly, and it's kind of hard to keep track of who loves each other in this moment and who hates each other in this moment. Yeah. That, that is very cutthroat. That's very also, mob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a fun element. It's, yeah, it's not like a critique of the movie. It's just a, it's a comment on mob life. Yeah, and I, I think it's really enjoyable. I like how um, even in that moment where Henry's like, oh, that's when I knew that De Niro, uh, Jimmy, was going to whack him. And yeah. then they're sitting around laughing and, and he's like, don't worry about it. 
And then, like, literally the next scene, they do end up killing Yeah! Him. And that, I was like, oh, I was like, surprise. oh, he, yeah, I was like, oh, he's saved, and then absolutely I not. just, I love that, like, the, the yeah. hostility of it, of, like, oh, I can go in any direction, anytime, you have no idea what's gonna happen. And I think that's something The Sopranos does, really picks up and, like, runs with, is, yeah, this is part of the reason why Tony's always having anxiety attacks, is, like, you just never know. Like, you yeah. just never know what's gonna happen, like, it's so hostile at all times, like, anything could happen. It's really cool. Like, honestly, I really thought that uh, Henry was going to kill Tommy at one point. Mm. Just because, like, when he started to go on the rampage where he, I mean, the beginning scene, which comes back later in the end, when him and Jimmy beat up that guy in the oh, bar. Oh, Billy Bats? Yeah, the, yeah. One, uh, that, the one that he knew before. And, like, they kill him. And then, like, very soon after, he kills the other kid who's helping Spider. them. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, like... Because of all the other mob movies I've seen, at one point there's a guy who just like loses control and starts killing mm-hmm. people too much, and it's just too much to cover up. So they gotta get rid of him, even though he's family. So I thought it was going to, gonna be one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, someone else killed him. One of the Bats brothers. Yeah. On that someone side. from that crew. Someone <laughs> yeah, from that crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I get that. But I, I like. Um, I, I've always wondered, like. Because the way the movie portrays it, it does make it seem like Tommy's getting more unhinged as it goes. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always wondered, is is that more just like because we as the viewers are being made to realize how ridiculous it is? Like, okay, stick with me. <laughs> Has Tommy always been this guy, but we and like viewing the story through Henry's eyes, like Henry is starting to realize that Tommy is this guy and this is a problem? Mm. Or is he actually objectively getting worse, if that makes sense? So you think we just, like, missed a lot of unnecessary murders? Yeah, because I think, like, maybe Henry never thought it was an issue. Like, he was so ingrained in it. But then as he starts to pull away from it a little bit, he's like, huh, Tommy does do this a lot, eh? This is pretty fucked up. I've always wondered, like, is that supposed to be the case or not? I would say no, because when he dies, he's, like he's obviously really sad yeah so i don't think at that point he like maybe they grew apart but not enough to for ray Liotta's character to be self-aware enough to be like that's fucked up i got you i think at that point he's still so delusional that he wouldn't have yeah changed his his vision of him Mm. so i think that progression is just him getting crazier right in my opinion right right that's fair enough uh, the, yeah, I can I can totally buy that. The other thing that always clued me into what you're saying as well is after they kill Billy Bats, there's like this whole extended sequence of like we have to get a shovel and bury the body. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then when he kills Spider, which I want to talk about Spider, yeah. we have to. It's, it is my favorite scene in the movie. We and it's not technically there's a scene in between, but those yeah, two yeah, yeah. scenes that yeah. extended is my by far. But um, <laughs> I I love the ending to that. When he's like, oh, you're going to bury the body. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I buried so many bodies. I know how to do this <laughs> Think now. I never buried yeah. a body before. You think I, yeah, he's like, you think I have a, Yeah. I, I think that, to me, was always maybe a little bit of a clue that, like, this is, like, escalated very quickly. That we're, yeah. like, exponentially, he's getting, like, more and more aggressive with it. And even, it's not just Henry that starts to realize it. It's, like, it's um, Jimmy, too. So yeah. I feel like... Yeah. If we, if it was like you said about framing it just in Henry's view, which the the whole movie generally is, but mm-hmm. like he's not the only character experiencing the same thing. I got like, you. This guy's losing it. 
I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think I think he is going more and more. Um, just just because we didn't talk about it, and I don't know when we will. The 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 kid actors they got to play Henry and Tommy are like oh, perfect. unbelievably perfect. When young Joe Pesci shows up, I'm like, that's Joe, that's young Joe Pesci. <laughs> the voice. I was like, how did how did they yeah. do that? Like, how who is this guy? Where is he now? Like, it's it's Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, they were well well matched. Yeah, he's, he's the new Joe Pesci. No, that was Joe. Oh, it just is. Joe, they just filmed that scene before, like yep. Boyhood, and they, then they did. After, <laughs> like boyhood. It took twelve years it took to 12 make. Twelve years to make. Yeah. Although we Boyhood was the first. Yeah. <laughs> Although that Joe Pesci was a lot more than twelve years older. Definitely. Than that yeah. Kid. Definitely. Um, but yeah, they were perfect. Yeah. Also, one more thing, um, because we mentioned uh, what Billy Bats, Bobby Bats. Billy Bats. Uh, Billy, Billy. <laughs> Um, did he admit to fucking guys in prison, or did I did I read into a line? <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? What line? I mean, it's possible. I don't remember, but it's just when they're having a party because they welcomed him back. I I don't know even know if I wrote down the line, but he just said something about I don't even remember, but just it made it seem like he he had a lot of sex with men in prison, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's a weird thing. I would assume. I don't, I mean, maybe this is a bad assumption, but I would assume that the Italian mafia is like kind of homophobic. Yes, very. Yeah, so uh, I was surprised. Yeah. But maybe not then. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But they are very. Uh, speaking yeah. of Billy Bats, Billy Bats is a character, not the character, the actor. He's in The Sopranos as well. Nice. Oh. Um, he's one of the, and he actually has more of like a major role in that, so it's worth bringing up. But speaking about, yeah, the Italian mafia being very homophobic, there's an entire arc in The Sopranos where one of the guys they discover is gay. So he has to, like, go on the run because they have to kill him. And it's, like, very, like, fucked up. Oh, Jesus. Um, There's a lot of... There's there's also an entire arc where they find out one of the guys, like, goes down on women and apparently, like, that makes you less of a man, too. But also, it's funny because they all... Wait, so no one else goes down on their women? No, but that's the thing is that they all (laughs) acknowledge... Like, to their significant others that they do that, but it's just, like, to each other they have to pretend they don't do that. So it's, like, Um, it's very, yeah. Yeah. Why does that remind me of the Batman controversy? Oh, Oh. my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. That was so dumb. That was literally the dumbest thing I've ever... (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. No use in talking about it, because it was so dumb. Um, Yeah. Do you guys have other uh, miscellaneous notes you'd like to cover? I, I, have, oh, I, have I still many. have many notes. I, no, okay. I have many. Uh, one um, that I want to mention right off the bat, um, there's a character, just like a side character, when they go through all the dumb nicknames. Uh, there's a guy named Mickey Eyes. Yeah, Mickey Eyes. And I just wanted to give an honorable mention to the movie Mickey Blue Eyes. Oh, okay. With uh, Hugh Grant. Mm. Um, I'm a I'm a Hugh Grant stan. I've seen all of his movies during his you know golden era, and sure. that's a good one. It's like a comedy making fun of like the mob. Oh, okay. and he's just like a white British man who ends up dating like an Italian woman whose family's in the mafia, and so he just gets involved and he has to come up with a fake persona, and he just like. <laughs> At one point, he starts talking in an Italian accent, and they, they're like, what's your name? He goes, I'm uh, Mickey Blue Eyes. Oh, that's hilarious. I, <laughs> it's really, I think you yeah. actually really like I, it. It's a, like, it's a funny it's film. Um, but yeah, so I just honorable mention, I heard Mickey Eyes and immediately thought of Mickey Blue Eyes, and it made me really happy. So that scene that you just brought up. Yeah. Absolutely love that scene. for Introducing everyone. Introducing yeah, everyone, yeah. going around the table. <laughs> Here's why I love it for a few reasons. One, all of these guys are like real people. So there's one of the guys they introduced. As opposed to CGI. No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> let me let me clarify. Are, in the nineties? 
<laughs> yeah, are real gangsters. Okay. So oh. one of the guys, his name's Michael Franchese or whatever, he literally now like has a YouTube channel. What? The actual Michael Franchese where he like refused. Is he old? Yeah, he's older. He's like in his 60s where he like reviews mafia movies. <laughs> he's like, yeah, so this is like how accurate it is. Here is what would be different. Like, cause Stop. he's like out of the mafia now. Oh my god. Yeah. That's, that's weird. And really that's cool. That is weird. Um, and he was talking about the scene and how he was like, yeah, like they were naming all these people and like I knew all these people. And then they was like, then they named me. And I was like, what the fuck? How do these guys know who I am? Why am I in this? Like, yeah. Whoa. Very funny. Very cool. But uh, I Can also. Can you imagine just being name dropped in a movie and you have no idea? I know. It's wild. <laughs> um, Does he work like. It'd be cool if he works as like a consultant now to like. I don't know. He must. That would be that would be cool. Organized crime. I appreciate. I hope he wouldn't admit that because I think someone might try to kill him if he did. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Age, do... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like so much of this wouldn't fly in the modern. I mean, obviously, a lot of it wouldn't fly, but it wouldn't even be able to happen. Yeah. yeah. In today's society, like obviously, there's still organized crime. It's not gone yeah but it's not like like with the connectivity that we have now i think mm. that would render a lot of this obsolete yeah i think i so. would have to think i would think so um something i love about that sequence though and then we can move on from it is just how every character has a catchphrase and they just say <laughs> their catchphrase into the camera and one of them i just you know there's so many great ones but a few standouts for me is hey guy that's one of my favorites. And then, of course, I think, like, the number one out of all of them is Jimmy Two Times, who said everything two times. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to go get the papers. Get the papers. Okay, <laughs> actually, like, that absolutely. I've heard somewhere. I don't know if you made a joke about it, but that was the only thing in this movie that I was like, I have heard that before. Maybe I have made that joke. Who knows? Well, he's like, Pete repeat. Or Jacob Tutu. Maybe I was... Jacob Tutu. Maybe when we talked about Pete repeat, maybe you brought that it up. unlocked the thing. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, like he brought up the character? Yeah. Oh, I probably yeah. did. Cause, yeah, because like specifically the name Jimmy Two Time, I think maybe we were like talking about Pete Repeat and you're like, it's like Jimmy Two Time. And I was like, okay. Or it actually <laughs> might have been Jacob Tutu. Now that you <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have to believe Jacob Tutu only exists because of this movie. Because like Jimmy Two Times, Jacob Tutu said everything <laughs> twice. Like, come on. Like, it's, it has to oh, be. Oh, that's his thing too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Jacob Tutu? Yeah, Jacob Tutu's whole Jake. premise. I don't know. Yeah, he says everything twice. Did you guys not watch Jacob Tutu? Be honest. No, I, I, mean, I, I swear like I did. One I just don't Carol, drop the water bottle one more time. This is really great content. <laughs> well, she has to do it twice because you're talking about <laughs> Jimmy Two Times. Yeah. I fully lost a piece of paper and I don't know where it went. I just saw it. <laughs> Guys, it's falling oh into the couch. <laughs> I don't need it. I was done with oh, it, but that, I was just shocked that it, it might have fully gone disappeared. There. It's probably it's on the behind floor. The couch, maybe? <laughs> if you don't need it, I'll get it after. No, I don't need it. Okay. I was just surprised <laughs> that it so wholly disappeared. Yeah, no, the, this couch, like, it sucks things into the nether room. Um, <laughs> I was so freaking out. Yeah, so, you know, Jimmy Two Times, the Hey Guy guy. Hey There's, uh, what's his name? It's like somebody's brother, Fat Andy. I, I just love... I think it was just Fat Andy. Fat Andy. And then there's um, Frankie the Wop, which is <laughs> that really... Maybe it's really funny to me because they're all Italian. Yeah. But only him. But he's only. the Wop. He's yeah. Frankie the Wop. And for those who don't know, if you're younger out there, we're not talking about the Cardi B song. Oh, Wop <laughs> is an Italian... Uh, like derogatory Slur, term, I guess. yeah. It means yeah. it stands for without papers, and like when Italian, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and when Italians were 
uh, first immigrating to the states and stuff. It's just it's just like another way of calling someone an immigrant. Basically, you call them a wop, and it was like it's it's a slur. Um, but yeah, this guy for some reason he's the only wop. <laughs> They're like we're all Italian, but also fuck you, you're Frankie the wop. He's like a lower class. I guess all of them. it's so funny to me. It's so funny. By the way, I can say wop because I'm Italian. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so can I, That's why I haven't said it. That's yet. why you haven't said it. Yeah, <laughs> and I will not. Good. Um, but then there's also <laughs> the scene. Where everyone's named Pete or Polly. Oh. Yeah. And all the wives are named Marie. Yeah. <laughs> Love and that. daughters are named Marie. Um, that, that whole wedding scene is something I had like written down. as like, this is the most Italian like yeah. thing I've ever seen. And it's so accurate. Even um, with like the huge bag of money. Yeah. She's like, where is it? And he's like, don't worry. No one's going to steal it. Yeah. I had a question about that though. So the, is there a reason all the envelopes are the exact same? Like, is it a laundered mafia thing or i didn't get that no i think it, i think the implication there is more just like everyone's giving them cash so it's just a joke that they yeah all the same oh, okay yeah i i because i don't i i think that has to be what it is um unless i'm i just don't know something about weddings maybe they like had them by the door maybe like yeah on the way in <laughs> like, like, a, in. like the church donation <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly yeah, yeah, but I love that scene. I love when Polly's going around introducing Karen to everyone, and he goes to the one kid. He's like, "This is Pete." No, I'm Polly. Oh yeah, <laughs> even I forget sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It actually though, like, it reminds me of when I went to Italy to meet my family there, and everyone's oh, no. <laughs> name was like Carlo or like something else, and literally like everyone was named that, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is real life. This is definitely real." Or life. even like, don't you have a lot of people in your family named like Mark or Marco derivative? Yes, because because in like Italian culture, it's like traditional to name children after your like your dad like your firstborn son is named after your dad so that's why there's so many names that like propagate through a family because if like let's say a guy named Polly has three sons and then they all have kids then all those kids are going to be named Polly. so that's how that, that's why there's like three or four different names that like propagate obviously now that's not the case like i yeah. am named after my no-no but like no one else in, in my family is um yeah so it's just uh it ends with you it ends with me <laughs> By choice. With by choice, yeah. Um, yeah. So do we want to talk about spider? Oh my god, can we please? That's okay. the next note I have. Spider, okay. First of all, let me say this. Spider, bit part in this, integral character in The Sopranos. Oh, good for this him. This actor. Oh. His, uh, his character's name is Christopher Moltisanti. He is very funny. There's memes about on the internet about his wife because she always says, Christopher! So there's like lots of memes about that. Um, yeah, he's he's... This is my, like, by far my favorite. Because it's everything I love about this movie, right? It's Italianisms. It's, and it's the thing of, like, tricking you into thinking something's funny and then being insanely horrific after making yeah. you feel bad. Like, it does it all in this in this sequence. Well, especially since De Niro's, like, I was, I was joking. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he says, like, go fuck yourself. He doesn't bring him a drink. And he's always like, oh, you're going to let him get away with that? And so he shoots him in the foot and then next time kills him. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny, though, how, like when De Niro pays him for being so brave. Uh, that is my favorite. $100. I wonder if he took his money back after he died. Probably. Probably. Or he just bet it because they were playing yeah. poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for um, context, yeah. So Spider is this... Spider is basically... Henry. Henry. Yeah. yeah. He's Henry. He's young Henry. Henry. Yeah. Who's serving them drinks at this game. And uh, he accidentally doesn't bring Tommy a drink. And this leads to one of my favorite conversations in all of film. Where he's like, 
what, you don't bring me a drink? And he's like, oh, no, 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 I thought you said you was all right, Spider. And he's like, no, I am all right. You're not all right. And he's like, yeah, it's just they go back and forth in this incredible conversation. Um, he shoots him in the leg by accident because he, he pulls out his gun and he's like, he's like dance <laughs> he's like dance he's like dance his little spider legs of yours and he starts like <laughs> shooting the floor and he accidentally shoots him in the foot but it's like it was after the second shot <laughs> i know i know he was probably drunk too oh and clearly. Just an idiot clearly of course um yeah so that happens we cut away and then we cut back and now spider's in a cast still serving them drinks and Tommy is just roasting Spider. He's like, why don't you give us a few of those spider steps? Ah, ah, come on, come on. He's like roasting him. And Spider says, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? Which leads to like my favorite Robert De Niro thing in this whole movie <laughs> where he's just like, oh, he's like, he's like, can you believe this guy? You shot him in the foot. He told you to go fuck yourself. And then he yeah, throws down the money. He's like, this is for you, Spider. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. Don't take no shit from nobody. Honestly, that was justified, though. He did shoot him in the foot. I know. Yeah. And I, I love, like, how true that is. Like, I've been in social situations. Oh. Where someone's been shot in the foot. I thought you were no. going to say you've been in a situation <laughs> where you've been shot in the foot. Before. No, 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 no. Let's forget the shooting in the foot. Let's just go back to, I've been in social situations where... Like, a quiet person who's constantly getting teased, like, mm. fuck someone up with an insult. Yeah. And just that reaction that De Niro has of, like, oh, shit! Like, that is very accurate to yeah. real life. So I, I really appreciate that. And the humor of it. Like, it's really funny when it happens. Until he gets fucking obliterated. Tommy yep. just destroys him. Like, shoots him, like, six times. Tommy's yeah. just so insecure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the perfect that's way. That's what to it comes down it. to. Yeah. Because every time he goes off the rails, it's because someone like insults him and he can't. And not even it. not even insults him. He thinks they're. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He yeah, perceives yeah. it as an insult. Well, yeah. go fuck yourself is I would argue a pretty that was like blatant the one time. insult. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time it happens when he's freaking out with Billy. freaking out with yeah. Bill. No, with uh, Spider Henry. Oh, at the oh, yes, yes, yes. And he, it, yeah. it turns out to be a joke, but I, like I didn't know that. Yeah, me either. So yeah. I thought that was just isn't that such a good scene? Yes. Here's what I love about that scene is that even though it's a joke, because none of the other guys are reacting like it's a joke, it completely like sets your expectations for Tommy, where you're like, yeah. oh, Tommy's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like even they didn't think it was because even they didn't think it was a joke. Yeah. Fun fact about that scene: it was improv, kind of. So kind, um, kind of. Basically, all the main cast were doing like rehearsals which you actually don't do a lot on movies typically that's more of like a stage play thing you would do rehearsals typically in movies like you don't have a lot of time for rehearsal yeah but anyway he scores easy so they did so they were having time for rehearsals and during rehearsals um joe pesci improv that because joe huh. pesci i guess when he was younger was basically spider and was like serving wow. drinks at a game and um in real life in real life and the mafia I, they don't say, but like, yeah. yes. Can you imagine he walks around telling people that? And, uh, and some guy, he saw this exchange happen, basically, where some guy was like, what do you mean I'm funny? Like some like fucked up guy. Yeah. So he did that to Ray Liotta in the scene during rehearsal. And Martin Scorsese was like, I love that. So when we get on set, do that. But only Pesci and Ray Liotta knew that was going to happen. None of the extras in the scene were told. They thought it was all going to be on script. So if you watch the scene, if you ever watch this movie again, just watch the extras' faces and they're all like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening right now? And it's it's so good because it's still, 
even though they know what's going to happen, it still has like that improv quality to it. And it's like really shocking for everyone involved. That's cool. But I also just love every, uh, that whole scene. I love the story he's telling too. Like it, it is genuinely funny yeah. when he's like, what, are you going to say something? And he's like, all right, go fuck your mother. And then he's like, he gets punched, gets back up. He's like, what are you still doing here? I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. It's great. It's funny too, though, because they're laughing the entire time. Yeah. But it's not until he says that he's funny that he gets insulted. Yeah. And I know like, again, it's, he's not, he's just joking. But like when you don't know that, mm-hmm. it's just, it's kind of funny. It is, it is funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> That's a compliment. I know. I love. I love that. It, my sister made this point while we were watching this movie, where she was like, "Every problem in this movie could be solved if Italian men just knew how to communicate yes. with each other." And she's like, <laughs> "They literally just don't know how to talk to each other." The other scene that cued her in on that, which is also hilarious, is after the Lufthansa heist when De Niro's mad that people are buying stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. It's in my mother's name. And he's like, what the fuck did I tell you? What the fuck did I tell you? Why the fuck did you do that? He's like, no, no, it's okay. It's in my mother's name. And he says going, that like five times. <laughs> at the end of the conversation, De Niro's about to walk away and he's like, it's in my mother's <laughs> name. And he turns around and he's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And then, the other guy walks in and the whole conversation starts over again. He walks in, this what like he walks in, his wife's wearing a coat, and De Niro's just like, This is a fucking joke. Is this a fucking joke? Kicks them out. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they just walk in yeah. and turn around. It's so funny. It's so it's funny. It's supposed to, to be me. a Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. But um Yeah, I going going back to uh, we're talking about Spider. Yeah. I think we're just talking about Joe Pesci, which is how we got back onto that first scene. But Seriously? um yeah, I just, I just, I love, you're good. I love after, I think, I so. um, after he kills Spider, and they're like, you killed him. And he's like, yeah, what do you want? I'm a good shot. And then one of the other guys at the table's like, how could, you couldn't have missed that shot. He's like, he's right there. So like, you got a fucking problem with me? And like, he shot him like six times. No. Oh, it's good. Oh, speaking of which, in the intro scene, I think, when you see them stab the guy in the trunk. Yeah. Um, I just found it funny how like, he went into all the effort of stabbing him, and then... They shot him? He didn't yeah. trust him, so he shot him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Um, should we talk about the drug sequence, though? Yeah, we probably should. Or do you want to say that, I guess, that is the end. Should we save that to the end? Yeah, or... my next notes are about them being in, in jail, and then... Oh, let's do that Because it's, oh, yeah. it's after that that he starts selling drugs, yeah. and then we get to him you know, mm-hmm. doing drugs in the end. Um, Let's do jail first. Yeah, because they went to jail for. He went to jail a couple of times. So the first time they roughed up that guy in Tampa, but it turns out the guy right, the one sister they're, they're worked one for they're the FBI. Feed to the lion. Yes, yes, right. Yes, yes. yes I yes. love that in his narration when he's like, "Man, like he really thought we were gonna feed him to the lion." Or whatever. <laughs> they just do that down here. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, they go to jail. They do go to jail. I love when he gets in the cab. He just like fucking takes all the drugs, and then he's like, "All right, take now take me to, me to jail." It's it's. I love that. Um, this first jail is the time when they make the sauce and stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> I so love good. that so much. You know that what sequence? I love about the narration is I love when something happens in the narration, and then you like see it happen in the dialogue. So I like when he's like, "It was a good sauce." I thought he used a little too many onions. And then it cuts to Polly, and Polly's like, don't put too many onions. And the guy's like, yeah. I won't, I won't, trust me, it's fine. I got fine. three onions in there. How many tomatoes you got? How many cans of crushed tomatoes you got? You don't need that many onions. It's so Just the mundane... Yes. 
conversations yeah. about food. Yeah. Slicing the garlic with the razor and like. Oh, and when he brings the wine. He's yeah, like, they had scotch and wine in there. Yeah. He's like, good, now we could eat. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. it wasn't a meal before. It wasn't a meal wine. without wine. I yeah. love I love that. I love that so much. It's so good. <laughs> Just the, I already mentioned it, but the naked loaves of bread that he pulls out i don't know why that's so funny to me but he's because he's, like, he's just like here's some bread here's oh he's another bread <laughs> yeah here's another bread salami and then yeah fish. his wife pulling a salami out of her coat was yeah pretty funny well even just like in that jail visitation scene when you pan over everyone there's a girl just giving a guy a blowjob in the oh yes room. yes i was like oh okay sick <laughs> yeah nice nice love jail. yeah they're like kids in the room yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally yeah it's pretty fucked up yeah yeah, um, it is also, interesting. Did you say love jail? Yeah, love <laughs> yeah. jail. Why not? <laughs> Seems like you can still have a good time in there. I mean, the food's great. Evidently. For them. I love, though, I love how they extend, like, Henry getting his comeuppance. You know what I mean? Because you're like, ah, oh, like, he's going to jail. Finally, he gets what's coming to him. And then you cut to the jail, and it's just like a joke. And it's like, yeah. oh, like, he's still... Like escaping living the system, the life. you yeah. know what I mean. He's still living the life. It's like they keep prolonging that, so you build up how much of a piece of shit he is. Yeah. By the end of the movie. And on that note too, it's like we talked about the scene where he beats up the guy for attacking his wife, yeah. or not yet wife, but, yeah. Uh, and because that's so close to the beginning, I feel like that's your last chance of being like, oh, maybe he is. This is before you learn of like how like sexist racist and everything yes. else he is so yes. that's like the last chance i think in the movie of you being like oh maybe he is sort of an okay guy correct that's just being strung up in this horrible web of like the mob yeah and it's not really it's it's his fault but you kind of feel sorry for him and then after that yeah, it just gets worse and it's worse. worse and worse and you're like no he is yeah, irredeemable yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is why like i said i wish he died by the end um, yeah. but it is a true story and he's actually alive yeah yeah so. he's actually alive but even him like buying a whole apartment for a girlfriend of his wild yeah wild and then but although i do appreciate how when we first go to her apartment and like she's there with her friends and they're showing off the bedroom and like he pushes his girlfriend on the bed and like his her friends are watching and as they're leaving the room he like makes like flirty eye contact with one of her friends and later she becomes the new yeah ends up dating her i mean and she becomes like a drug yeah smuggler with them but i do i like how they never like (laughs) did she like live there it seemed like all she did was live there and and make coke i think so yeah that's really sad and have sex with henry yeah i think i think like i i like how we get no resolution to the first girlfriend like, it's just, like, we cut, and it's like, oh, now he's just dating. There's like, he's sleeping one, with yeah, her friend. Yeah. Like, he literally has no, was like, Well, did he maybe stop talking to her after the wife found out that she was visiting him in jail? I guess, oh, but yeah. I also... she was really mad about that. I also fucking adore <laughs> when she's, like... Slamming the button. Yeah, and she's like, oh, he's coming, coming here to see yeah. you. And he's like, Karen, I'm in jail. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like, I can't stop who comes oh. to see me in jail. Like, I thought that was, like, a funny line. But, yeah, I think that's the last time... That they probably see each other. Yeah. He just starts sleeping with their friend. I thought you were talking about the, like, when she goes to confront her, though, and she's, like, freaking out at the intercom. That was a great She's, like, telling everyone in the building. That's another one that my sister and I quote all the time. (laughs) Janet Rossi, R-O-S-S-I, you are nothing but a whore! My sister and I say that all the time. And also, um, when we were talking about the, like, the Coke apartment, that one... (laughs) 
the, the one who just makes coke yeah and then it was kind of funny when he was like i'm not i think she's mixing coke yeah i mean i'm just with saying not making, coke yeah to it's like make it cheaper yeah you mix what like baking soda into it or whatever to, oh, i don't it's like I don't watering know. It not, down. not my world yeah <laughs> i mean it's not my world either but no no dan think. it's okay you can admit it on the um, podcast yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny how she's like what are you just gonna get the coke and like sleep with me and then leave and then he's like no yeah. i would never do that but then he turns around and he's like he like as he's walking out the door he just gives like a a cocky laugh to her and he like backs out the door and yeah. i find that really funny because that's exactly what he's doing he's such a dick yeah like, yeah for sure but uh yeah something i like about uh prison since we're kind of talking about sure all that sort of part Love of the prison. movie um i like how like Karen in her monologues is always talking about um, how much they only hung out with certain groups of people. Yeah. And then as soon as Henry goes to jail, everyone goes to her. Yeah. And like when she goes to visit him, she's like, nobody's helping me. And he's like, we're on our own. Like nobody's going to talk to you. Forget about He specifically says, forget about Polly. He's like, don't even. And then as soon as he gets out of jail, he goes home, gets the kids. And he's like, we're going to Polly's house. Yeah. And like they just go and have a celebration like nothing happened. Um, which I appreciate again for and he like lies to Polly's face. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, he lies. Yeah. He's like, "Don't make a jerk out of me." Like, are you involved in this stuff? He's like, and no, especially no. when he's like, "I don't want to spend my last few years in prison." And then that's exactly what he away. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I like, like how during this. Sorry, I was gonna say during that scene how he like slaps him on the face at yeah. one point because he's clearly like coked out and he's just like rubbing his nose and Polly's just like, yeah. "Hey, yeah." <laughs> Good. It reminded me of in Hell or High Water when Jeff Bridges slaps the dude. Yeah. After the, the, the gunshot. The wet hand slap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, true. wait. Now can we talk about what it means to get made? Yeah, I'll explain. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know what that means. Okay. Okay. In, I, I guess it's New York, like, mafia culture. I don't know if this is true across, like, all mafia. subsects of the mafia. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Specifically, I know it's in like sort of the like American New York area because Sopranos talks about it as well. But basically, um, if you want to be a part of the mafia, there's like different roles you can be in it. Like it has its own like infrastructure, like a job. Okay. So there's like a there's like the bosses who are like the heads of the families. Like Polly. Yes, like Polly. Then underneath them, (laughs) there are um, what's called captains. Who are like... It's like a military Yes, yes. Who are... No, really. Who are like... um, Those are the made men, which we'll get back to in a second. And then underneath them are what they refer to as soldiers. It literally is like military rank. Now, to be a soldier, you can be anyone. doesn't matter. You just have to basically like pledge your allegiance to the mafia. Like you can just join. And all you do as a soldier is like... You do hits, you earn money, you like rough people up, whatever. Like like an enforcer. So like, like enforcer. Was Jimmy a soldier or a captain? So Jimmy's technically a soldier because in order to be a captain or above, you have to be 100% Italian. Oh, okay. yeah. To be in, So in order to be a captain or above, you have to be a made man. So you have to be 100% Italian. Okay. And what that grants you is basically like once you're a made man, like you can't be killed you can't you can't have a hit on you unless it's approved by the bosses. So like you'll see this a lot where like a made man from one family, like someone else from another family wants to kill him. So the bosses of those families have to get together and be like, hey, is it alright if I kill this guy in your organization? And oh the boss God. has to be like, why? And they have to like figure it out. And then come to a conclusion of like either yes, you can kill him, or no, you can't kill him, but like here's how I'll like cut you into something to like make up for the fact that this guy's a piece of shit. So they have oh to my gosh. 
write a proposal. Yeah, they feel like why. Yeah. So formal. It's like going to HR and I'm like, I have a problem with this person. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, Joe. It's interesting. So that's what it means to be a made man. So that's why Tommy being made was such a big deal. Because it was like once Tommy was made and was higher up in the organization, then Jimmy and uh, Henry would have some sense of protection. Yeah. Because Tommy would be like the next level above. It's like he was getting a promotion, basically. Uh, so that way they would have more freedom. So was he killed before or after he was made? Uh, he was killed... Before. Before. Because like him walking into that room where they shoot him like that room should have been where the ceremony was so there should have been There's like a yeah. whole ceremony yeah 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 no you I go there like, they were trying to trick him right like yeah. they were never actually going to make him correct they take him there to be made quote unquote and that's where the bosses and stuff would have been and you have to like you know do your allegiance thing and whatever and I, there's a whole process initiation yeah they show it in the sopranos there's a whole process to it but like you have to do that but instead he walks into the room and it's empty and that's why he says like oh fuck and they, they shoot him in the back of the head which oh. is like a huge like oh shit moment. But. Speaking of an oh fuck moment, this is really random. But do you remember that one scene when uh, uh, the wife Karen? <laughs> Karen 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 is going to see Jimmy about something, and then Jimmy mm. offers her coats. Mm. Yeah, and then she's like walking down the street, and he's like, "No, keep going, keep going, keep going." And she walks by that like sketchy building, and yep. she's like, "Never mind." Was he gonna kill her? So this is like a famously like what if question. Yeah. No one really knows. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I I truly don't know if I think he was. Because it was sus. Because ultimately, fearing of being killed, because this is after this is the very yeah, end, yeah, after yeah, Henry yeah. and her had been busted by yeah. the police, basically. Oh yeah. And so like the fear there and the fear that they both have is like, um, they're gonna assume that we talk to the police. Or that we are going to cooperate. Yeah. So maybe they'll kill us. And I don't know. But he definitely intended to kill Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because they talk about that time at the diner when he's like, I'm going to send you, go here, whatever. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past him also wanting to kill her. Because she could talk just as easily. Yeah. Sure. I think the, the... It reminds me a lot of like... The, way, the purpose the surf scenes is like the ending of Inception in a way you know how like Inception it's like you don't actually know whether or not he's in a dream but like the point is he's choosing to not care yeah. like he's choosing to just live whatever life this is yeah like I think for me the point of this scene is not that it was necessarily going to go one way or the other but it's like Karen coming to the realization that oh we have to go into the witness protection program because this is going to be the rest of my life is never knowing if I'm going to be shot or not yeah. But didn't she end up divorcing him anyway? Eventually. And then left witness protection? <laughs> eventually, eventually, yeah. Yeah, and in real life, yeah. Yeah. But I, it just in, in terms of this, I think that's what this Also, is just, true. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but when you're in witness protection, I know you have, like, a new identity and stuff, but, like, do you, like, work? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, they, they set you up with, like, a... Just, like, a 9 to 5, sort of. Like, nothing... You can pretty much never make anything, like special of a career or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. correct because of the limitations but they set you up with like a new identity a new job new house i think yeah yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah so um the end sure the, <laughs> cocaine? the cocaine cocaine i have a note that literally says sunday may 11th 1980 6 50 a.m snort some coke yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, this is a, a very, like I said, controversial, not con- a little bit when it came out part of the movie, just because Tommy's death, like, really is the climax in a lot of ways. Like, when you, even if you think about, like, Henry's narration, right? Like, yeah. right before Tommy's shot is when he starts to explain, like, the, like, the movie. Like, that's when he's like, we call each other good fellas, whatever, like, you'd say to a guy, like, he's a good, he's a good guy, you're gonna like him. Like, so it does feel like an ending. Because it's like we're building towards this moment. And Tommy's death, like, and they talk about how Tommy was going to be the one to take them to New Heights. And so when he dies, it very much is like a blow for all of them. Yeah. And how this is like, oh, fuck, we're fucked. Um, yeah. And a lot of the things that were set up, set up, get paid off here. So, like, really, like, logistically speaking, that should probably be the end. And then we get this entire sequence that I also really enjoy because of just how isolated. It's so isolated. Yeah. It's like a short film. It's like yeah. it's just like its own isolated thing of like this one day and how crazy his life has become. I've just I liked been it too. Yeah, like, it made the movie really long, and I wish you know I think some yeah. things could be cut in other places, but I did like you know the paranoia and the helicopter that Me he's too. constantly looking for, and, the and fact- how he even goes to the doctor and he's just so sweaty because he's so fucking <laughs> coked out. He just gives him some Valium and is like, okay, be on your way now. <laughs> yeah, but what I love about this sequence is the priority that the sauce has. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Don't forget to stir the sauce. Among everything he's doing. Yeah. That's so good. He comes back to stir the sauce. That's I great. really love that. I love that too. Um, you kind of could just watch this part as a short film. It kind of yeah. it kind of operates that way. But I think it's fun and I think it it is a nice... Like the beginning of the movie is very montage sort of through his like younger days like you see like what his life was like as a young kid sort of before all the mafia stuff and this kind of feels almost like the opposite of that where it's like you see what his life is like right at the end of it where it's, it's like, like an epilogue yeah it's like very coked up and fucked up yeah. and um but it, it's it's cool it has good energy and and i enjoy it there's some funny lines in there as well i think it would have worked better if they still had something like this but shorter because yeah. it could have been like a true epilogue to the yeah. the movie of like just a quick follow up of like how everything went downhill after yeah. Tommy's death. Sure. Sure. Because like you said Tommy's death would be the downfall of them. Yeah. So just a quick showing of how that Yeah. Is he true. drove around a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to look and escape this helicopter. Probably could have cut some of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I mean it's Yeah. I think you could you could trim it down a little bit. But um I get its purpose. Yeah. And I think it has its fun moments. So in this sequence is when... This is when he gets caught by the cops again, right? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. Lois needs her hat. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it without my lucky hat. That was funny. Also, how savage is it that they just looped their old babysitter into this? I know. <laughs> They're like, want to make hilarious. some money? Sneak some stuff with babies? Let's go. I was wondering, though, if her forgetting her hat was like a... Yeah, I wasn't sure if she was ratting them out. She also yeah. purposely spoke on the phone again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, like, I the don't... whole time, he's like, don't talk on this phone. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then does. And then it makes him leave the house. No, I've never I thought, thought about for that. Sure. But... Really? Yeah. But then, that was my first thought. Hmm. But then, we but then she got caught arrested, too, yeah. yeah. Unless that was cover. Maybe. Yeah, because I guess we don't see her in jail. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's very, it's very, very, yeah, it's very interesting take. I gotta, I gotta rewatch now. I gotta rewatch again. Think about it. Don't not just that scene. The whole movie. I gotta rewatch the whole movie. Even though she's only in about an eighth of the movie. Yeah, at most. Less. Yeah, much less. (laughs) Um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, I like when when he does eventually get caught by the police and they're yeah. like, I'll put your hands up. And he's like, I knew it wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to get whacked because if it had been a wise guy, like I would just would have been dead. Yeah. He's like, they're talking too Wouldn't much. Wouldn't have heard him coming. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I knew it. Yeah. I, I appreciated that. I thought it was nice. Nice little line there. And then also it was a little weird after when he's in court ratting on all his friends, he just like talks directly to camera. It was like a, it was like a <laughs> Judy Dench I in thought of Cats. that too. Yes! I'm so glad we all watched Cats. See, but I... I <laughs> right at the very end, just like Yeah, it's cats. just like Cats. It yeah. feels just <laughs> like Cats in so many you. ways. Sorry, one more time, Kara. One more time. Just for the end. I like. I don't have a camera to talk to. I need to do my own distinct thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I liked it because it it almost like. This <laughs> <laughs> is just, just a joke. I just. Why is it so loud? <laughs> do it right into the mic. Yeah, do it right into the mic. <laughs> Stop laughing. Explain what it is first. Um, I am drinking the water bottle that I have kicked over many times because I keep it on the floor for God knows what reason, and this is the noise it makes when I drink out of it. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I can't wait to hear that with headphones on. Some ASMR for ya. Here's why I I like him breaking the fourth wall right at the end. Because, first of all, I, I like that it kind of contextualizes the narration of the whole movie almost as, like, him being on the stand and, like, explaining his side of it to questioning. Um, what? What? Are you just thinking about the noise? <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. You keep talking. I'll laugh okay. okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Here's the other reason I like it, though. is because it almost, it puts you as the viewer, it almost treats you like... Like you're part of the jury or something. Mm. You know what I mean? It's almost like he's making his case to you and you have to decide whether or not he's a piece of shit. Wow. That's <laughs> that's a cool take though. Piece of shit. Um, and he is, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, I think that's supposed to be that. And I also appreciate just how much emphasis they put on him like pointing out Jimmy and Polly. Because yeah. like obviously these guys, like you never ride on your friends, whatever, whatever. And like you get yeah. those moments of him being like, nope, that's those two guys. And now they're fucked forever because of Henry. Um, yeah. Um, so real quick, I want to say, cause that made me think of, I like their faces when they close, they have the close up on each of them when he points to them. And that made me think about, I love, uh, the evolution of Robert De Niro's glasses in this movie. Me too. <laughs> Into just like old man glasses, like Carl from Up glasses. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I really like that too. Minor note. But yeah, um, I was thinking I thought the exact same thing as like you said Marco when I saw the like fourth wall breaking thing of like this could have been this entire story was probably just recounting the yeah. thing on the juror stand yeah. or not the juror stand the witness stand um, which I do like that like you said it adds context for the narration and it's not just sort of a random choice yeah because you can have random narration which is fine but I think it's elevated when it's written into like the reality of the story and it's kind of it's cliche to say like it's pretty much like when the narrator is reading from like a storybook for Mm. example yeah 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 yeah. um so this is a nice twist on it i think 
Yeah, I really like it. And I think also then it, it adds some context to why we switch between Henry and Karen, because they both would have been Take the stand. on the stand. And then also even the way they describe stories and some of the funny cuts we get, like, oh, like, I just thought he was an honest man making a living, and then cutting to, like, all the expensive shit they have. Like, it contextualizes it because it's like they're making their case yeah. as to why they're not bad people. So it's, it's Yeah, cool. because before you know that, it's like, why are you lying if we're seeing the... Yeah, the, the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 cool. It's a fun it's a fun little twist right at the yeah, end. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, and then yeah, we get the the final scene, him and witness protection program, and how he's living his own personal hell now of having to live life just as a regular person. Which, like I said, I mean, obviously, you know, someone like this, you would be like, ah, oh, fuck this person, they should die or whatever. But like, <laughs> I appreciate how like this is his own personal hell. Like even death would have been like more of an escape for him because he just wouldn't yeah. have had to deal with it but like now he has to deal with being a regular person which is like the thing he hates most in this world is yeah. like the mundaneness of life and he's forced to live that although i don't know if he is anymore because now he's famous because of this because he wrote the book that this movie is based on and stuff oh so. really yeah wait so i guess he doesn't need to be in witness protection anymore if he just outed himself no <laughs> yeah i don't know how that works i really i have no idea how that works maybe like everyone's dead so nobody cares anymore. <laughs> True, I guess. Or everyone's in jail. I don't know. Damn. But, um, yeah. And then I just want to talk about, like, as he's picking up the paper, you get that shot of Tommy against, like, a black thing just shooting the gun. It cuts back to Henry and then we go to black. And this has been something that people bring up all the time. It's like, oh, what does that mean? Like, what is that? Um, so a couple of things here. One... That imagery is directly stolen from a really old black and white movie called, like, The Great Train Robbery or something like that. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's about these, like, hoodlums that are, like, robbing trains. Hoodlums. It's, like, uh, like a western. Okay. Um, and Scorsese, I think, to some degree, that imagery is just, like, oh, these guys were, like, that. Like, they stole. Like, that's primarily what they were, is they were crooks. So that's <laughs> why stole. that imagery is here, and he really liked that movie. But I think the implication here is more, like, it's supposed to be, like, Tommy like, from beyond the grave, like, condemning him. You know what I mean? Like, you did the worst thing anyone could do. Like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Like, if I could kill you, I would right now. It's sort of like... yeah. It doesn't take much for him. Yes, that is true. That is true. But I think think that's what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. But, whatever. I buy that. Yeah. And then we get a a, uh, alt-rock cover of I Did It My Way at the end of the movie. Yeah. Interesting choice. In this movie, the TikTok Oh No song Featured. I know, I know it is. I, I was so sad for myself when the song came on, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I recognize this from TikTok and yeah. not just as a song. I'm a ruined like person. Gen Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever happened to the boy that I once knew? I was song? so sad. Yeah, but like, it's a good song. It is a good song. I mean, it's a classic. But like, I just hated that. I was like. Oh, the TikTok what? song. Like they're in like a bar at some point when it plays. Yeah, like okay. mid movie ish. Yeah, yeah, I would say mid movie. Yeah, I can't tell you like specifically the scene. I can't either. Yeah. But yeah, I just recognized that song yeah. too. And I was like, oh. And they're in a bar. That's all I know. Um, that's all my notes, so uh, okay. if anyone else has anything to say. <laughs> that's all my mental notes. Let me pull up my, uh, my little notes here. I, I can think just uh, throw the rest of these behind the couch. <laughs> yeah, where they belong. <laughs> you just put a shredder in there. 
behind the Ooh, couch. Ooh, that'd be fun. Um, I like in the opening scene, there's just like this like intense red hue on them from the tail lights of the car, mm-hmm. which I just think is really like nice. Like it's just nice like cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To bathe them in red because they're like murderers and whatever. I didn't even put it together that that was a tail light. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's it's cool. cool. But what did you guys think of the uh, like the first freeze frame caught me off guard? I yeah. love the freeze frame. I love them too. But I know. I just, it does catch you off guard. Though. Yeah. That was like out of nowhere the first one. Do you know what it reminds me of? No. In Spider-Man 2? Oh, no. The, the end of the Rainbow's oh. falling on my head oh, sequence. Okay, yeah. When Toby's just like, <laughs> yeah. freeze frames on him. Yeah. Make that face again for the mic. <laughs> um, for the mic. For the mic. Yeah, I, I I do like the freeze frames. I don't know. They're just kind of like funny. But they yeah. help like emphasize moments at the same time. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. Once you once you buy into the fact that he's doing it yeah. in the movie, at first it is like, are we freeze framing in this movie? But he does it a lot and it works out. Uh, I just like the names Tootie, Cicero, and Polly Cicero. They're just like so Italian. Yeah. Like Tootie and Polly. Come on. I like especially when... Especially Polly. Yeah, especially Polly. When he's talking about his mom and he's like, oh, the Ciceros came from the same part of Sicily that she did. So, you know, they're cool yeah. with each other. I was like, yep, that's very Italian. That is a reality, yes. Oh my God. When he's running around and holding the umbrella for Tootie, because oh, Polly yeah. refuses to talk oh, on the phone, oh. so he has to cover him with the umbrella while they're running from house to house to have conversations. Funny, yeah. <laughs> very funny, just running around in the rain. I like when Jimmy robs the when when we first see him robbing the guy and he takes the ID and he's like you may think you know who we are but we know who you are so like don't rat on us yeah very cool very Italian Um, very Italian very Italian I I do like when he's describing Jimmy and he's like he's the kind of guy that would root for the bad guys in the movie I just thought that was like a really because that's the modern like glorifying like Wolf of Wall Street like we said yeah he is that guy he's that guy he would love Wolf of Wolf Wall Street Wolf of Wall Street would, would be Jimmy's yeah. favorite movie yeah <laughs> yeah exactly which is so weird that Scorsese then makes Wolf of Wall Street well yeah I mean definitely it, the film glorifies it a bit but it's also perpetuated by the people who watch the film and get the wrong idea. yeah I think so too but yeah uh yeah never read on your friends always keep your mouth shut that's good Oh my god, I just love <laughs> Frenchie going, Oh, it's security, you're looking at it. It's a joke. I love it. I like, he, he, he refers to himself as a joke. He's like, I am the night guard. It's a joke. He's like, I'm terrible at my job. I don't give a shit. It's also just badass that they fully steal from planes. Yes. Just, just money from planes. It's dope. Also, I think the Lufthansa heist is still the biggest heist in American history. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. It was like huge deal. Was that well, the six million six is a million. lot. Yeah. yeah, that was the six million one. But we haven't beaten that. I don't think so. <laughs> like as a, as a we singular that. as a singular heist, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, is that like with inflation? Uh, I don't know. Good question. I don't know because I feel like more than six. Oh, million I see what you're saying. Probably it money. must be yeah. yeah with based on inflation. Okay. Yeah, it okay. must be. It must be because that was a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like we talked about the. Uh, am I a clown to you scene which is obviously great oh, but yeah. there's just a couple funny lines in there when he's like he's like what do you mean and he's like I don't know maybe it's me I'm a little fucked up but like <laughs> what do you what do you mean that I'm funny I just like how he refers to himself and then after when he's like ah I gotcha yes stutter and prick yeah I just there's so many times someone in this movie says yes stutter and prick and it's it's my favorite I really enjoy that I really enjoy also um what's the other one they say all the time fuck up 
<laughs> yes. People, yeah. There's like three different uses of the word fucko in this. <laughs> and I don't even think I've heard fucko till this movie. I know, I know. But also, before you move on, in that scene where he's faking being mad, I like how like it comes back like three times, and he's like, that's it, I'm really going to fucking kill you now. <laughs> yeah. like, but he's joking every yeah. time. Yes. And then he throws himself onto him in the last one. But, okay, and this leads perfectly to my next point. I love, like, they're all joking and laughing, and he smashed the bottle over the guy's head, and they're just really drunk and having a great time. And you hard cut from him jumping onto Henry to the guy that he smashed the bottle on saying, I'm worried, Polly. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I can't control this guy. Yeah, and that's also, like, that perfectly supports why like we think joe pesci was actually just getting worse, worse. yeah <laughs> yeah um and i like in that scene when he's talking to polly and they're going back and forth going back and forth and eventually polly's like wait like you want me to come into the restaurant with you and he goes yeah wh- what the fuck am i talking about yeah of course that's what i want and i just like what the fuck am i talking about here like that is a very italian thing um oh my god and then when he when polly's like i don't know anything about the restaurant business and he's like, Henry does. And he's like, oh, he does? And he's like, he's in there all the time. If he spent any more time in there, he'd be a fucking stool. I think yeah. that, is, <laughs> that, that, that line absolutely <laughs> kills me. Um, yeah, prejudice against Italian. Amazing. A Jew broad? What's the world coming to? It's not broad, it's broad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay, I've got that. Yeah, gotta go, gotta go where we just got here. Oh, I like... Oh, in the date scene? Yeah. <laughs> I like in the... Uh, um, after, at the end of the Copacabana scene when they're like after they've made their way through and they're sitting on the table and she's seen all the special treatment he gets she's like what do you do and he's like oh I'm in construction I just yeah. like that <laughs> great classic also <laughs> the stand up comedian that they got walks up on stage the one who's one liners first yeah. line walks up on stage first line thank you take my wife please that's the first I was like that's not even a joke no <laughs> that's not even a, that's not even remotely a joke anyway <laughs> Mm, oh at one point i think it's when the wives are talking maybe someone references to how there was like a card game where someone got shot over 10 bucks and they're like making fun of how ridiculous of a concept that is but like that's foreshadowing <laughs> for what happens with joe pesci later yeah. in the movie. for less yeah, yeah exactly i like uh when he's talking to karen and he's like nobody goes to jail unless they want to yeah meaning like you, unless you get like seduced and become really stupid which is like exactly what he does like he's a fucking idiot by the end of the movie he like yeah oh okay well we talked about Billy Bats already but I just like when Tommy first walks in and he's not like acknowledging him and he's like hey Tommy oh 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 hey 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 what are you? and then they go over and hug obviously now go get your fucking shine box it's just like yeah yeah so cutting I, I really appreciate that. They also use the term, uh, like, busting your balls a lot. Oh, my so God. That's so like every other time. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> After Tommy freaks out and leaves, there's a really great exchange there where Billy Bats is upset and he says to Jimmy, Hey, Jimmy, what's right is right. You know what I mean? And then Jimmy goes, eh, you insulted him a little bit. You insulted <laughs> him a little bit. And then they're, like, going to get drinks. And Billy's like, no, 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 I'll pay for the drinks. And then Jimmy's like, no, 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 the drinks are on. The house. Yeah. And he, like, pauses before he says the house. I don't know why, but it is. It kills me every time. That was cool, too, that that whole scene was, uh, like, they were just pretending, like, waiting for Joe Pesci to come back because they were going to... Yeah. They, were gonna they knew they were going to kill him. Yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, I don't know if Henry knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. He seemed a little surprised. Sure. <laughs> At least Robert De Niro did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He jumped um, in very quickly to help. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think Henry has was, really good yeah. reflexes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised after that many years in the game. True. Um, 
everything at Tommy's mother's house, obviously, like we said, is hilarious. Yes. But I like when when she tells the the story or whatever, and the person makes a joke, and like it's not that funny. But then she says like, "Oh, it's funnier in Italian," because like that is such a real thing of like, "Oh, the translation isn't that funny." But yeah. And then my I remember I was watching this movie with my dad once, and he, like he thought about it. And he's like, yeah, that is funnier in Italian. He's like, if you like actually like listen to it in Italian, it would be a lot funnier. Also, in that scene, the painting, where he's like, I love this. Why is what that dog is pointing that way? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, so good. looks like somebody we know, doesn't it? And he's like, oh shit, yeah. yeah. And then it transitions to the trunk, and yeah. then we catch up with where we started in the movie. That's so Great. good. I typically I don't like. Let's go back and see what happened. You know what I mean? I don't like yeah. starting somewhere and be like, "How freeze frame? How did I, I get here?" How I got here? It yeah. literally freeze frames too. I it literally does that, and then he starts like, narrating. Yeah, the well, best way. Well, because I find that usually when they do that, you f- catch up at the end of the movie. But this one is just randomly in the middle, and like, yeah. so much happens before and after that it wasn't that was big of a corny issue. Yes, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, Obviously, just that entire spider sequence. But one line that I didn't mention that I really love is like when he doesn't bring the drink at first, and he's like, "What am I, a mirage?" He's like, "I just I thought that was just fucking hilarious." You're a fucking mumbling, stuttering little fuck. Like he says that to him at one point. Really good. Okay, and after he shoots him in the foot, he's like, "Tom Henry's like, you shot him in the foot," and he's like, "All right, he got shot in the foot. Like it's a big fucking deal or something." <laughs> Great. Um, Oh, and the only other thing I have written down that I I really, really appreciate is after the scene with Karen we talked about where she's holding the gun on yeah. him, mm. and like Robert De Niro and Polly go to Henry's apartment with his whore, and he's like, <laughs> as the movie says, and he's like, um, like, you can't do this, like, you have to go back, whatever, whatever, and then she's like, one of them says like, like she's, you guys aren't going to get a divorce. Yeah, you We're can't. not animale, yeah. is what he says, but then... De Niro's like, yeah, she won't divorce him. She'll kill him, but she won't leave him, which I just thought was, like, yeah. funny. That's yeah. Funny, funny line. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is just a podcast of noises, man. And they're all coming from me. Yeah. Don't you love recording in person, guys? It's great. <laughs> is that it? Did I we mean, talk about Goodfellas? I think so. Wow. Do you guys have any final thoughts or questions for me? No. Yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. Questions. Although I will go back on Letterboxd and give the movie an extra half star. Okay. Oh, you rated it? Yeah, I rate all of the movies I watch lately. I've been trying to remember, and I think I'm doing a better job. Good. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think I asked everything that I wanted to. Yeah, I think everything came up pretty naturally. Yeah. Yeah. This was a very good conversation. We didn't even talk about how we were going to structure it. We just did it, guys. Yeah. This was, this There's was just really so much to talk about in this yeah. movie that it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Well... Okay. <laughs> no, uh, hard cut. Hard cut. Thanks for listening, obviously, uh, to the first episode of our selection series here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. Uh, to both of you, I appreciate you talking about this movie with me. Absolutely. I'm very excited because I was it was between this and another movie, and now that we've done this, I'm excited to talk about the other movie next nice. time. Because I'm, I'm. Are very... you keeping it a surprise? No, it's in Zorro. It's Mask of Zorro. Oh, oh yeah, that was the other one. But um, yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this. Thanks for introducing us to this movie. Yeah, yeah I'm I had to watch it eventually. Happy I did, and I do think I do think you guys are going to find yourself coming back to it, and you're going to be. Yeah, I'll text you before 2025. Yeah, uh, and we'll see. Set a reminder in your phone. I watched it. You're going to be yeah yeah. 
It gets better. It 100% gets better every time you see it. There's so much more to pay attention to. But yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. As always, we can't do this without the listeners. I mean, we can, but it's a little We different. can and we would. And, we, and to be honest, we kind of do because sometimes there really aren't that many. But, um, you know, uh, we'll be back again shortly with our next episode of our selection series, which is on Dan's pick, which is My Cousin Vinny. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Another Joe Pesci classic? Yep. Classic. (laughs) Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.